Welcome to the Ether. Today is Tuesday, September 6, 2022. Today on the Ether, part one of a two part CFI space crypto musings. Let's take a listen. Hey, coach, what are you doing? <laughs> coach, you there? He's just trying to be like unpredictable or some shit. <laughs> CJ, what you up to down there? Uh, who else is here today? Oh, Philip's here. T-Bug. Very nice. Uh, Tim's here. Cool. Hey, Tim, what you up to? Hey, Sefi, can you hear me? Yeah, what are you, what are you doing? Just driving home from work. I got a new gig uh, uh, last month, and uh, it's going really well, except it's really super busy right now. I'm, uh, I, I stepped into the uh, executive team at my hospital. Oh, okay. So you've got some uh, new administrative deal. Yeah. Yeah. What's going on for you? That's good. Uh, nothing much. Uh, it's kind of like I got, uh, I decided to kind of get licensed in a bunch of states and kind of like just roam around and shit for a while, <laughs> just for fun. So they pay a lot more to doing that, but I don't know, it's not the money so much. It's like, you know, find some nice little spots and, kind of roam around while getting paid to do so. It's kind of seemed like fun. <laughs> I love it. So I'm going to, I've got, uh, I don't know. I've got like license in like, I think like six more States now than I had before. <laughs> Just kind of, they, they have this new thing for where we can, uh, you go to a website and you can like get like, once they have you registered, you can get, um, license in a lot more States a lot easier now. So you can, we can do these kind of things. That's really cool. And um, your Luna Classic portfolio uh, just took a big spike up. <laughs> well, uh, well, it didn't matter how much Luna Classic you had before. You had to buy it again to really I like, know, right? make, make have an effect. But uh, yeah, there's, there's quite a few people. Like, remember when uh, it literally hit the exact bottom, right? Like, like and uh, it's like, oh, look, it, it, it actually did like, uh, I think it was a, uh, I did like a fucking 10x from like the uh, like the very bottom. It just you just had to like throw a bit of money in there and like just play. But uh, it, you know, whatever. <laughs> some people did, and some people didn't. Yeah, I was I was mad because um, I kept thinking, you know, it's going to come down. It's going to come down. It, it had come quite a bit down. I put in a on a buy order, and it was busy this weekend. And then all of a sudden my buy order was left in the dust. I, I think I put it in at like 20 zero, 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 two, four. And, uh, it was so close. Oh yeah. It's just like a limit order. Yeah. It was a limit and it was so close to hitting and, uh, never hit. And then of course now it's 
sorry, I accidentally pushed the mute button. <laughs> Whoops. No worries. Uh, yeah. So obviously it went way over that and, and, uh, now I'm left with the dust on my buy order. I didn't, I haven't, uh, redone it yet. So I thought I would listen into you guys, see what you think, what's, uh, what's going on, where, where it's going to go. Coach always has some interesting musings. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, CJ, what do you think? Where do you think things are going? Well, Good. clearly I have no idea because I was mostly invested in Luna, but um, I don't know. I still feel like there's going to be some more downward pressure. I, I think from a macro perspective, nothing's looking too great. So I just feel like we're going to track sideways for a bit. And then, yeah, know. like you have to have uh, you have to have. So like the the markets pump a lot, especially this last year, probably latter portion of it was you know driven on leverage so when the market is overall down it's sort of like you know it's like this stone rolling downhill people have like less and less available capital to actually use for leverage and then you know everything sort of just like falls apart um so i I don't know uh yeah this the whole I, i i do think it's interesting like the british pounds like almost exactly the same as dollar uh or it's like a dollar 10 i think something like that the euro is like 99 cents so i'm like shit like <laughs> i'm probably gonna get the family on a vacation you know for europe like uh i haven't really done you know significant europe vacations lately but i think uh that's a good idea just like <laughs> blow some money in europe because it's the the you know dollar euro dollar pound and everything is is pretty nice so we'll see i hadn't really planned anything out yet exactly but uh it's a perfect time for it, I suppose. Well, just, just um, buy some currency and hold on to it if you're not ready to travel. What's that? Just buy some currency and hold on to it if you're not ready to travel. Oh, that's a good point. That's a good point. Um, yeah, I hadn't really thought of it. When uh, when you buy currency ahead of time, you just get cash. Yeah, that's what that's what I've done. Okay, like not it's not like on some electronic format, but just straight cash, or do you? What do you do? Like buy some sort I mean, of. You, you can usually load up, um, like cards that have that have the digital kind of cash on it. But you know, you can you can get the hard the hard stuff as well. Whatever works for you. Yeah, basically do a little like forex vacation trading like ahead of time. Right. You I do that with, with the Australian dollar versus, particularly the US. You know, a couple months ago it was way better. For us, and it's softened quite a bit recently. So, because um, I, I usually my crypto purchases are in US dollars, so I keep an eye on that exchange too. Do Australians tend to uh, they tend to like uh, vacation in New Zealand, or is it not like interesting enough or different enough? Like, well, if you're into skiing and snowboarding, and like, there's some really awesome. I mean, a lot of people know that the like Lord of the Rings films and stuff like that were shot over there. So, from a nature perspective, New Zealand's amazing. Um, so, if if that's kind of your jam, if you want to walk some glaciers and do some bungee jumping and and stuff like that, um, definitely a lot of Aussies go over there. But you know, not there's no there's no kind of awesome beaches or anything like that. Like we've got that in Australia, so. It's probably more like the nature kind of side of things, and it doesn't really get that hot either. So it's not really like a summer destination. Like you, you, Australians want some warmth; they're more likely to go up to like Bali or um, you know North Queensland or places like that um, for for a holiday. But um, 
yeah it's definitely an option hmm. nice uh yeah the uh i haven't been uh, out that direction at all like the farthest i went that like like the closest i went to that direction is maybe like hawaii i guess i haven't really bothered to really travel the uh the sort of like that side of the pacific rim and everything like asia and all on that side i haven't messed with too much except for india really well the other thing about um new zealand is that it's a launching pad for expeditions down to um antarctica um i mean you can also do it via argentina which yeah um, actually my, my dad had a trip like scheduled to go to uh like last uh, last uh, Christmas or so, he had a trip planned to go to Chile, and then um, head down to exactly what we were talking about, like a little like you know go touch the Antarctica type of thing. He'd kind of been to every kind of continent. I think he's been to like 180 countries or some shit. So they did a lot of traveling and uh, uh, had that plan. And then he got he he got leukemia, pretty much like diagnosed that whatever month that he's supposed to do that. So he was on chemo instead. So he canceled it. He's doing well now, by the way. Just uh, but anyway, it was uh, – yeah, he, he was doing exactly that. I'm glad to hear he's doing well. I wonder if you guys got a lot of the um, tinfoil hat stuff from um, people about, you know, chemotherapy and Big Pharma, and I got some family members that got that from some of their friends, and they're like, okay, it saved my life, but, um, you know, all good if you want to push your theory at me. <laughs> yeah, it's funny, like uh... – there's this weird like backlash against uh, technology. I don't know what they call it, like some postmodernism or some shit. Like it's like uh, there's like this. There's always like somebody that has some tinfoil hat about something. So it's not uh, uncommon. Like uh, a famous. There's some famous ones. Like for example, Steve Jobs. You know, when he uh, he got pancreatic cancer and he's like, yeah, I'm going to drink like fucking orange juice and carrots or something. And, you know, did some, I'm, gonna, I'm not sure why he would have thought that would be a good idea. <laughs> but uh, anyway, he uh, he ended up like getting like metastatic disease to the liver. And the dude ended up getting like a liver transplant. Like what a waste. Like, you know, like you wasted the liver on somebody that could have got it otherwise that you wouldn't even have this problem had you just taken care of it in the beginning. And uh, it's, it's like you can. It's not easy to, like, most of the time, by the time you figure out you have pancreatic cancer, you're sort of fucked anyway. Like, you're, it's not a good situation. But his was like, his would have been curable. And I, I guess he didn't do it. Um, he did live quite a bit, even after the transplant and all that mess, right? So that's how I know it would have been, he would have uh, probably been cured by the, just an easy surgery. Uh, so yeah, there's these, like, like, he was one of those people, too, that, like, He's like coach. He like roamed India and like fucking like took drugs in the uh, in the ashrams or whatever. And like he had that kind of Hare Krishna moment, like where he was roaming around doing that shit. And he had this like kind of like weird like natural thing going on. But you know when it came to like, and it's weird because he was like a real you know technophile, right? Like obviously he's you know created Apple and everything. Like why is it that like technology is good enough for your smartphone, but like when it comes to like your pancreas or something, <laughs> you're, you're all of a sudden have weird theories. Um, and, you know, there's actually an interesting, like this is a good conversation. Like, so Jonathan Haidt um, is a sociologist or psychosociologist, some shit. He's an, an NYU professor and he's got some interesting books and things. Um, and he um, like looked at like the values of human beings and 
the interesting thing is like when it comes to tests of purity, uh, people on the left, like people phenotypically who behave like leftists, essentially, whose value systems appear to resonate with that you know, side of the aisle, so to speak. Uh, interestingly, they have is- issues with purity when it comes to putting things in their bodies. Like, for example, um, you know, like they'll get obsessed with like fish oils and, you know, this and that bullshit. So if you look at like the United States, if you go anywhere, there's people that are way more on the left. You'll find that you'll, you know, you'll have like Whole Foods and these kind of like organic shops, uh, right? And people, people pay like ridiculous money for that shit too. Like, oh, you know, it's like, you know, four times the amount for some vitamins. And it, it's, it, they're really, really gullible when it comes to like tests of purity when it comes to things you put in your body. And then uh, if you look at the people on the right, they're really interested in tests of purity when it comes to sexual stuff, right? Like, you know, obviously, if you had to guess, like, who's going to have, like, a sexual purity test, it's going to be obviously, like, you know, right-wing, you know, religious-type people. And it, it, it drives sort of, like, the formation of religion to some extent. Uh, so you'll notice, like, in a typical religious manual, like, whether it's a Bible or whatever, you'll notice that, like, you'll, you'll have stories that resonate with both people. You'll have like very specific rules regarding eating and you'll have very specific rules regarding uh, like sexual behaviors. And both of these are like, they're really interesting because like the, what makes a good religion is essentially the ability to resonate with as many people as possible. And like these two things, like, you know, make a comp- nice, well-rounded religion. Uh, you have to have like funny shit you eat. You know, you have to have like little rituals and shit regarding eating. And then you have to have like, you have to call certain things impure and pure like you know if it's like biblical stuff it's like you know being you know maybe like sodomy and gayness is sort of like shunned upon and if you look at uh like food maybe you have kosherite laws and like halal laws and all that shit right so uh yeah it's an interesting uh concept but like yeah human beings are very very like like weird when it comes to this shit and like the 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 wing nuts when it comes to like vaccines and everything else um it's just inborn into people's behavior it's like this is why free will is just like just an illusion like there's just no like they just can't control themselves they're like oh my god they 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 freak out about everything that they like are sort of pre-programmed to do so like in other words like if you might have like no matter what i say to you you may be a science guy and be like yeah you know if there's evidence to show that like you know you know, this sort of chemotherapy for this problem is more likely to make me live longer and survive longer. I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you, you know, or like, you know, I'm just going to concede to your professional opinion or something like that. Right. That's a significant portion of people. But if you happen to be one of these purity testers, you know, it's like they're suspicious automatically about something you put in your body. And you can try to use logic to sort your way through that. But it's not really a logic based decision. It's really just that phenotypically just human beings have this like their fear calibration and their like mindset is like largely driven by uh, like some combination of genetics and other things. Like it's, it's an interesting concept though. This is not like one of those things that you just simply say, okay, like they were taught a certain way. Like I could teach you something and teach Bruce something and teach Tim here something. And all of you will have a slightly different interpretation of how you're going to use that same information. Right. So like there's some combination of nature and nurture that like um, sort of like uh, dictates like what the responder 
you know, what's going to resonate with you, how you're going to react to what I say and all those kind of things. So it's like, if you're in medical long enough and you sort of understand this, you'll realize like there's a certain way to convince people to do certain things. Uh, you have to like wrap it in the trappings of their, like their bias. So like, for example, if I need to like convince a left-wing person to do something, you know, I'll, you can use all of those kind of like, you know, buzzwords that um, fit their ethos. And if you want to convince someone on the right to do something, you know, you can wrap all of the language to fit theirs, or you can actually sound reasonably neutral uh, between the two and maybe throw a little buzzword of each of them out there that is not quite so bad that they are shunning the, the whatever you're saying. But it's, you know, enough to just like tickle their mind and like pull them in. So it's, it's interesting um, how like, if you understand how like, uh, political mindsets work, you can pretty much say anything to anyone and make them believe you. It's uh, fascinating stuff. Anyway, <laughs> so uh, as much as like what you're mentioning is true, like you can also kind of like fine tune that a little bit. And people do it in like marketing and shit too, um, where, where they fine tune those kinds of things. Well, I think we see that those kind of rules play out in the crypto space even kind of curious hearing you talk about the um that stuff from jonathan height thinking you know i wonder if there's these parallels between maybe like right-wing people being um eth buyers versus left-wing people maybe being shib buyers or <laughs> i don't know it's interesting yeah thing. yeah th that's gonna happen like that's what i'm thinking is the next uh layer like like when i was talking to jack you know where jack and i are going to do that like talk tomorrow on regarding cosmos and like one of the you know, points I made is like that the next step is going to be polarization of the blockchain space with the creation of like actual religions, not just like, oh, we're just like the Shiba Inu army or Dogecoin or some nonsense, right? I mean, like actual like religions and shit that people believe in, like are going to come, right? It's almost a given. Um, it like, think about it, like just the movement of price and all that is so emotionally jarring and emotionally stirring. Uh, you know, you can, you can make claims like, well, you know, like you committed too many sins and that's why your, your yield is low or some shit. You can like create like this, uh, weird, um, ethos around, you know, uh, why things happen and people do it like spontaneously, right? Like, look at how people talk, like, why did the price of such and such go down or why did it go up? Like they're able, they're always trying to like, uh, come up with a narrative or a story where it's like really probably just like largely random. Um, you know, oh, like, why did it go up today or, you know, as opposed to yesterday or the day before? And, uh, like, yeah. More people bought it than sold it. That's what I always say. <laughs> like, it's not rocket science. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, but those narratives are interesting. Like, they they do drive the, um, they, they, they do drive sort of, like, the ethos. And like you said, like, you know, if you're in, in it for, like, financial liberty of some kind or individual liberty you'll have you know one take on this whole thing if you're in it for like um uh, you, you know like yeah if, if you're ultimately in it because you wanted to enforce like some sort of uh right or left-wing ideology you can do that with monetary systems this is why like governments and um political parties and the financial system all end up being all tied together because really like the the financial system is essentially a tool of human ideology anyway so it's all one thing. It's like you, we, we tend to separate it into little, you know, things like economic incentives and this and that. But like ultimately, 
and you know the really cool thing or maybe scary thing depending on how you look at it is that neural networks and machine learning and ai and all of this kind of space like it, it's going to read human beings like an open book right like if if jonathan heights work showed that it's really really easy to quantify human beings into different categories like you don't you know don't think that the a simple neural network is not going to be able to like reasonably predict what you're, you individually are willing to do in any given moment, um, given sufficient like data about you. I guess it's sort of like that Minority Report movie, sort of like where you know Tom Cruise, whatever's in that. And, and the idea was that like uh, you know if we know enough about like the nature of you, then maybe we can sort of like predict that you're willing to you know you're going to be willing to murder someone one day or something like that, right? But uh, or flip side would be uh, maybe I know enough about you that I can get you to buy like. A certain brand of underwear or some other shit, right? So the the and and to a, to a certain extent, like radicalization, like you know, creation of terrorists or religious zealots. Um, there's an art to that. Like there's an art to turning a you know turning in like creating a CIA agent, for example, or turning an asset. There's an art to um, like uh, yeah. I mean, anyway, there, there's just like it, there's a fine tuning of some of that training process for human beings, like how do you select a Navy SEAL or a special forces operative? And how do you decide like who's going to be ultimately accepted into those ranks and has the right sort of like mindset? All of those things, um, uh, I think that machine systems are gonna be really, really good at figuring us out, unfortunately or fortunately. And um, it's gonna be a frustrating uh, future coming the next uh, probably 10, 20 years when it comes to these things. But yeah, Pedro or MC, go ahead. Hey, Seth, how's it going? Um, Good, brother. Yeah, I'm here because um, Coach was hitting on me in DMs. He said my presence was missed. And so I decided to step in and kind of satiate his thirst for MC. Um, but my question to you is, um, you mentioned that uh, you can influence left-wingers and right-wingers on the political spectrum by kind of appealing to their biases. So what I'd like to try, if you're up for you're it, you're going to try to is, do this. Maybe yeah, like me, maybe you can try it on Pedro here. He's well, I was hoping maybe you could show me if if I was like a left winger or right winger, could you do that on me right now just to prove your point? Because a lot of people make points on these spaces, but they can't actually execute it. So I want to put you on the spot right now, and you can pick. I can be a left winger, right winger. Let's pick a topic, and you can manipulate me, and let's see if it works. All right, let's go for it. <laughs> so would you like me to be an extreme left winger or right winger? It's up to you. Um, let's see. Let's, um, let's, let's, uh, try to make, guess. Let's, let's make you a right winger here. Okay, so fuck you, Biden. You, let's go. Well, um, so there's... Sorry, this, uh, I, I shouldn't have said the F word. F Biden. Go ahead. Yeah, well, I don't... You can curse if you want. <laughs> like it's... Okay, then I, I take it back. Fuck Biden. Okay, go, go, go say it. Start me. Yeah, but, Manipulate uh, me. Convincing. So, so, uh, well, um, what, 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 I, what I'd like you to do is, um, so first of all, go, uh, I want you to open up your Bible to, uh, John, like 14, two. Wait, I'm a, I don't believe in the Bible. I'm a, I'm an extreme left winger. I, I think God oh, you're, is, you're a left winger now. Right. But aren't left wingers like anti-religion? No, but I thought you just said fuck Biden. You're on, you're on the right. No. Oh, sorry, so, sorry. I, I forgot. I forgot. <laughs> I, I mixed it up. Okay. This role play is not going very well. <laughs> so let's go back. I opened the Bible. Okay, Leviticus three seventy sixty five. 
Now what? Yeah, in this book it says quite clearly, "Thou shalt not, um, you know, uh, uh, curse uh, in with the names of your authorities." Right? Like, so uh, I think uh, you have to rethink what you've just done. Like, oh shit, you're right. Oh, there I go again. Sorry, sorry about that. Yeah, maybe some, maybe like a, a little bit of self-flagellation, perhaps. Right? Uh, maybe eat. Uh, you know. Maybe eat like like at Panera Bread or something, you know, somewhere where the food is really, really, uh, you know, not particularly very healthy. What is it about Panera Bread that would make me gravitate towards it as a right winger? Well, you can get your uh, unleavened bread there, right? And you get your uh, like it, you know, it's not really particularly good for you. It's like full of like calories and everything. Isn't isn't Panera Bread kind of a le- kind of a hippie kind of place where people without shoes and no socks no 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 off? that that's where you and me are gonna like if we're, we're gonna diverge here because you know the left wing crowd we're gonna be eating at like uh, maybe like a Whole Foods or something. I'm pretty sure afford MC. I'm pretty sure to make Panera Bread it, it requires the the blood of immigrants so that's probably right down the that's correct right CJ you've done your research obviously okay now I'm on board you said blood of immigrants okay keep going. <laughs> So the next thing is, all right, so you uh, have a flag at home, correct? Yes. You're hanging the, what, the nation of uh, Islam or nation of the American flag? What do you got? I've got all the Native American tribes, and I've got um, the flag of uh, the Confederacy right next to each other. So you would not burn your own flag, right? I would burn the Native American flag. Because I don't think they deserve this country. I think the white European people who came over, it's it's their right to take over the land. So, so I, you, I'm actually you have, planning on burning the Native American one next week. Now that okay, you reminded so, so me. So you you have a so you're saying you have a collection of American Indian flags just to be burned, and then you can like post it next to your Confederate flag, so you can uh, maybe throw a little party on the on the weekend, maybe have a little barbecue on a Sunday, right? Yes, to to mourn the end of the South. Or the or the or in some way celebrate the rebirth of the South when we take back America, and then also to kind of downplay the Native Americans because they they never had a right to be here in the first place. So you're you're going to want to check out confederateflags.com where there's a really nice wide array of uh, of flags for guys um, that really you know know how to live the Southern American dream. Um, I'm sure, you know, your ancestors, uh, you know, hallowed be that name would, uh, basically be very, very proud of you. Right. So, That's right. you know, it's, it's Jesus all about predicted about, that we would take the South. Yeah. It's all about the values, War. right? Yeah. But it's you know all about who messed values. it up? Robert E. Lee, Robert E. Lee, that bastard from Northern Virginia betrayed us to Ulysses S. Grant. And next month when I do my reenactment and burn the native American flags, we're going to talk all about and eat a porridge. So you, you'd be comfortable uh, buying a few more Confederate flags from our website then? Absolutely. How much are they? Well, it depends. If, uh, if you uh, take a picture of, you know, the John uh, chapter f- uh, 4, uh, verse 12, uh, there is a discount right now. It's a two for one, uh, buy one, get one free type of deal. Can you give me a coupon code? Oh, yeah, certainly. Uh, if you just hop onto the website and type um, uh, Jesus is my Lord, uh, you will get your uh, coupon code. Because we all know That's that perfect. we all know that uh, our, our Lord is basically not that interested in American Indians, which is why he let him, most of them die, right? 
That's right. Just, it was God's punishment for their heathen ways. Don't, don't gloss over the fact that Jesus was uh, was probably black, Seppi. I mean, <laughs> that's black. Whoa, 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 CJ, CJ, CJ. <laughs> don't well, don't guess- uh, don't uh, you know? Don't embarrass yourself with this gentleman. He he's, he understands the uh, the true reality, the true nature of the universe. By the way, I just Seppi, wonder- Speaking of I just black- want to, MC, tell me, tell me, man. I just want to ask you a quick question, brother. Um, if a if a bunch of bunch of people came over to your house and you know were able to overpower you and kick you out and just take over and squat, you'd be okay with that kind of rule by force. That that's cool, right? Cool, right? No protection well, of private property. No, you know, just fuck that. It's you've lost it. I think so, my interesting- buddies would come and save the day. Frankly, CJ. An interesting thing, actually, an interesting thing, actually, between the left and the right, which is a fascinating, like, finding of heights, was that if you look at people on the left, they understand, like, if you look at people on the right, they can uh, tell you what the values of the people on the right are. Now, they may not particularly resonate with them. They might not vote for those ideals, but they understand what they are. If you ask a libertarian, like, what do people on the left and right care about? They tend to... Uh, understand why the, uh, the other groups care about what they care about. They just don't um, want to live in that particular sort of um, mindset, but they're not necessarily, um, you know, unempathetic towards, you know, the plight of that individual. So they'll like say things like, oh, like, you know, you're gay, but I'll pray for you and stuff like that. Right. Like, you know, you're, uh, you're, you know, you're this, you're that, but I'll, you know, but I'll pray for your soul and you'll be, you know, maybe you'll be okay. They'll act like this. The people on the left, which are very interesting, according to his data, are that the, the way they behave a little bit differently is they have a really hard time sort of empathizing with either libertarian or right. Uh, if you add, like the statistically, their ability to, and this is globally, by the way, this is like, he's done like, you know, like research with populations on the internet, like all over the world. So it's not specific to like U.S. politics or some shit like that. So what you'll find of people on the left is they have a really hard time un- actually being able to uh, elucidate why people on the right care about what they do. So, for example, people on the right have a tendency to care about symbolism, you know, flags, crosses, things of this nature. Um, so what ends up ha- uh, and also other um, elements like uh, you know, uh, appeal to authority, like, for example, uh, you know, who's likely to throw rocks at police, people on the right or left? It's clearly people on the left. Or who's most likely to build, you know, burn a, a symbol of uh, national, um, you know, whatever. Like, it's much more likely that people on the left tend to burn flags, for example, uh, compared to those on the right. And that's just, like, verifiably obvious. It's like you just look out there and you know, that's just typical of most protests and this and that. So interesting thing is uh, people on the left, though, they have a hard time actually sort of, like, elucidating what it is the other groups care about and why they care about them. And as a result, um, because they're calibrated more towards justice, what's fascinating about um, the justice thing is like, okay, um, it's actually worth killing you over this. So leftist regimes do tend to cause a lot of like mass, like, e- like even more mass murder and chaos in some instances than, say, for example, even autocratic, you know, theocratic regimes, uh, theocracies and such. Uh, so if you look at like a lot of the historical um, 
you know, like communist regimes or socialist uprisings, just mass death writ large, right? Like there's almost no comparison to the amount of, you know, mayhem that can be caused in the name of justice. Because if you don't actually empathize with why a libertarian wants to be left the fuck alone, or you don't, um, you know, empathize with why like people on the right, let's say, believe in, uh, you know, mystical fairy tales, like whether it's, you know, spiritual God or what, any other sort of like, you know, uh, sort of like narrative where you can't actually verifiably prove it's true. So faith and belief based ideas, if you can't understand these people, but you can actually justify killing them because they're somehow, you know, beneath your, your sort of like specific justice, then uh, it, it, it explains to me like a lot of why, you know, uh, significant amounts of death and mayhem and destruction happen Duffy, because these regimes. You're right. Anyway. I'm, I'm going to blow your mind right now and tell you something. Everyone's mind is going to be blown right now, okay? America has never had a black president or a black vice president because Barack Obama, and this proves that the left is more racist than the right. I'm going to prove this right now. Barack Obama is half Kenyan and half white, so he's not full black. Kamala Harris is Jamaican and Indian. She's not any black. So if, if the right was going to bring a black president, they'd go full on black. They'd go 100% hardcore, like Nigerian jungle black, okay? They wouldn't half-ass this, oh, he's half Kenyan, half his mother's white from Chicago, or Kamala Harris is Indian with the red dot on the center of her head, or I don't know, she's like from Jamaica where they do bobsledding, you know? They'd go hardcore black. So these lefties, they're a bunch of racists. See, I just blew everyone's mind. Yeah, what interestingly, the, uh, if you look at the, the K- if you look at the KKK and um, and uh, like some of these southern regimes, right? It's con- it's commonly thought that like pe- people make it sound like oh, those groups were actually more, um, you know, these are Republicans, and that was just the like those people became the new Republicans, uh, and and whatnot, like. Th- th- this isn't exactly true, actually. The, you can actually cause mass uh, chaos and mayhem uh, uh, being sort of more uh, lefties. Like, for example, um, it, it, people on the right typically don't burn crosses. Uh, they don't tend to burn their own symbols in the name, of, like destroy their own symbols. They're considered like more sacred. Uh, you know, it's, it, it'd be like if a vegetarian were to protest against like, other races by like eating meat. Like it just doesn't fucking make any sense. Like, you know, so actually a significant portion of the Southern like KKK and this sort of thing was actually, um, was actually more people that would be phenotypically leftist, even though you might not recognize that based on like the current sort of memes of politics today. Uh, so yeah, that was very interesting, um, sort of how that played out. And it's interesting how like, no matter what like people on the left do, they can just say, Oh, it was the other side. Like, you know, like the, the justification for mass murder and mayhem when it, when it does happen, you can always blame the other side and claim it was like, you know, it was, uh, oh, it was those right wing people that did it or libertarians that did it That's or whatever, right. right? You know where so there's weird, it's a, it's a weird people, Sefi? In leftist places. How come, how come in right places where everyone's rich, there's no homeless people? But in cities that are run by these, by these commies, you got homeless left, you got to walk over the excrement of, the homeless people to get to your car and then you got to run over. It's like a video game. You got to move around the homeless people, jump over them like Mario to get to where you need to go before they defecate on your windshield. 
And then the other thing is, yeah, you have to have for those games, you have to have the cheat codes. That's right. That's right. But they don't give you the cheat codes because they don't want you to win. These lefties want all the power to themselves. And then on top of that, yes, CJ, you were saying. Man, I was just going to ask you, like, do you seriously believe that um, you're talking about distribution of wealth in capitalist societies, that, that, that that's even, that, that the, 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 the right wing is in those societies, there aren't homeless people and poor people? Is, is that seriously your, the position you're taking? That's a great question, CJ. What, what I'm saying is the right is honest about their greed. They're saying we don't give a crap about the homeless people. You have to pull yourself up by your own bootstraps, okay? We're not going to save you. We're not going to give you health care. We're not going to give you food. You're completely on your own. If your family shuns you, if your friends uh, abandon you, if you can't find a job, you're going to starve to death. And that's just the way it is. Okay. And there's, all, but there's also, the, yeah, there's also the difference between like, let's say, for example, I've got like a little religious group and I think that, uh, you know, I, I want to keep uh, people that have fallen behind within that little circle. Like we're going to like uh, put together a little fund and give so-and-so a lung transplant or something. Right. So there's, there's this like question of scale and, and where that kind of like charity or whatever should take place, which is where some people diverge. Because obviously when you create like nanny states and whatnot, you have another layer of problems. Uh, you know, it's like this leave nobody behind kind of thing. Like, and here's another interesting paradox that's kind of fun. Um, so if you think about it, like who was, which side in American politics was like uh, worried that like we were teaching like evolution in schools? It was the right, right? Us. On, but, but on the other hand, like uh, uh, on the left side of things, you know, who are the ones that were teaching like, well, we don't want to like, we don't want creationism uh, to be taught in schools and all this sort of business. So it's funny, though, like if you look at the people on the left, they don't like it. So everyone's a hypocrite. This is my theory in, in, in life. <laughs> like every almost every group is a hypocrite. Nobody's actually a purist. And if you look at people on the left, if if you talk about like Darwinism, survival of the fittest, they don't want to live in a survival of the fittest world. And it, it, despite the fact that they talk about how that is actually what's how life works and how, you know, how evolution works. Right. And then people on the right. Um, you know, uh, they, they, they don't believe in evolution. They don't, you know, want to necessarily like subscribe to a, uh, you know, survival, the fittest sort of view, or at least they didn't, uh, at, at one point. And yet they have capital, a highly like unregulated capitalistic view, which implies survival, the fittest in the economic sphere. So it's like both groups had like this weird, like divergent hypocrisy which was uh, like almost noticed by nobody. It's kind of strange. Sefi, I'm going to blow your mind again. You know how um, we talk about the left being all against war and killing and stuff? Except when you want to have an abortion. If you want to have an abortion, we will pay for it. We will pick you up in an Uber. Afterwards, we will take you to McDonald's and buy you a Big Mac and fries with a medium drink. Okay? Now, if you're talking about the death penalty, we're, they're totally against that. If you mass murder 300 people, Okay, with a butcher knife, chop up their bodies, put it in a suitcase and throw it into the river. There is no way you can be executed. You are safe for the rest of your life. But if you get pregnant in prison and you want to kill your baby, we will kill your baby immediately without question. It doesn't matter if you were raped. It doesn't matter if you did it on purpose. It, it doesn't matter if the baby is going to be born in three seconds. We will kill that baby immediately. See, I just blew your minds again. Not only has yeah. America never had a black president, but lefties love to kill babies 
and love to save mass murderers. Bingo. Yeah, see, but like the, when it comes to death, especially people get all like their pennies in a wad about everything, right? Like, there's there's no question about that. Uh, it's it's interesting how, yeah, like the the like the natural order of things would be just to let everyone fuck around and have babies and uh, do whatever, and the right wants to control that through like purity tests, and the left wants to control it through uh, like various levels of population control and and these type of things in the name of like I don't know science or liberty or women's rights or some shit. So like like both groups do like weird shit when it comes to their control structures. That's what kind of separates the libertarian. Libertarians kind of like leaving the fuck alone. I don't give a fuck what your ideas are. Like I'm just gonna just do shit. I'm gonna like, you know, break shit and you know, I'm gonna live my life however. Maybe I'll get pregnant and have like, you know, 19 kids or maybe I won't and it's none of your business. Like that's kind of that theory, right? So yeah, human beings are just like there there's no version of like the human experience that like uh, where you don't wind up with like some sort of nutty ass uh, algorithm that plays out. But to your point, Steffi, the, about that hypocrisy, you know, like the right has that um, sanctity of life kind of platform. So, you know, that's why abortion is wrong and, and that's why um, things like euthanasia are, are tricky concepts and stuff like that. But, you know, we're happy to drone bomb the shit out of Afghanistanis and, you know, other you know, foreigners that we don't give a fuck about because they don't live in America or whatever else. And the whole sanctity actually, of life. Actually, people on the left and the right like to drone bomb people pretty good. <laughs> so, I, I in, but, they, but they use different justification. They use different justification. If so they're white, you can't drone kill them. If they're if there is the skin tone is darker, you can drone kill them. That's the rule. Since Everyone should know that. The sanctity of life argument is is for a specific life. That's the point that I'm making. Yo, real quick before uh, changing, or I don't can I jump on so this? Shit? I read the title: Musings. Time for newbies to get into crypto is approaching. Uh, the type of crypto to buy is Lunk. Yeah, uh, yes no? it's pretty reasonable to go ahead and pump Lunk. Yeah. All right, bet. <laughs> yeah, I, I the, the the title was like because uh, I thought like Addie was going to be here and she was wanting to play around with uh, she's never like bought any crypto and whatever so she was going to like we were going to have her like lose her crypto virginity here or whatever you want to call it but she didn't show up yet so I don't know where she went she must be like you know out having fun or like you know you know whatever you know the, yeah us so nerds here are just month, talking bullshit next yeah. five months next year what's it looking like. Wait, what's what looking like? Oh, the crypto boy. Oh, what do you think, Pedro? What are you what are you looking at? I have no. I mean, I don't know shit about crypto. All that all I know about crypto is when I tune into these spaces, and it sounds like Mandarin to me, to be honest. It's it is Mandarin. Um, Yatawis, what do you think? Uh, what do I think about what? Um, I don't know about whatever. It's up to you. Well, I mean, the <laughs> whole topic is MC, pretty much Do you know changed, anything about but, crypto? What? If so, could you give it to me in elementary terms? Uh, well, I mean, uh, I think Syphilis can uh, explain that a little bit more better. But uh, let me just MC, go back to the... Uh, I'm sorry? MedChamp. Yeah. Is, is that Pedro? Pedro, are you, are you calling yep, me? Are you yep. calling to my spirit? Yes. What would you like? First of all, I'm a little uncomfortable because Coach has been staring at me all spaces and he hasn't said a word and I, I feel like he's hitting on me. But Pedro, go ahead. Go ahead. Did you hear my question? No, no, I missed it. 
uh, what do you know about crypto, if anything? And if you do know something, could you give me what you know in elementary terms? Yes, crypto is a trick to steal your money. Basically, what you do is you take your hard-earned cash, okay? And they create like a thousand different fake coins. And they trick you into buying those coins. And then the people who created the coins immediately sell. They go buy yachts and mansions and laugh at your stupidity. And you're left there holding the bag until it inevitably crashes to zero. Now, there are some people who buy- Wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Uh, like, but I go to Chuck E. Cheese and I play the ski ball and, uh, uh, I got a, uh, decoder ring today. I got a little magnifying glass. I got some gummy worms and, um, uh, it worked out pretty well for me. Am I still a right winger or are we, are we stop? are we, have we stopped role playing? Uh, I don't know. I'm not sure. Let's stop no, role playing because I got to answer I Richard's question. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. really wanted your honest answer. Okay, I'm so serious. my honest answer is most of these coins, if not all of them, are going to crash to zero, except Bitcoin, Ethereum, and the one that Binance runs. The Because Binance trick is to create their own coin so that their um, brokerage or exchange becomes successful. So if you're, if you're holding Bitcoin, Ethereum, those are going to probably last longer than all the others. But then eventually when the global economic system crashes, and we all become extremely poor, except the top elite 0.01%, those are also gonna crash and you're gonna be screwed. So the best thing to do is to um, trick others into buying coins, make them poor first so that you're richer. That's, so, that's my- Such opinion. as Lunk. Yes. No, Lunk don't, don't, don't complicate example. it, Etsy. Just, so just what's the just point of them, the space? Just, just tell them us? how it is. Absolutely. Uh, the, whole, the whole point of life Ethereum, is to trick don't others. Don't buy Bitcoin, just buy Lunk. In order to win. Yeah, look. Survival of the fittest. I'm sorry, I can't pronounce your name. Yutawais Hadisi. But to answer both you and Pedro. You can call me Wes, MC. Yes. Is that MC or Mac? Or, it's MC. Um, I, shortened, I shortened it to MC because it was too complicated. You're right. Um, yeah, the whole point of life is to trick others to get as much money as you can. I don't know if your parents or your teachers, why they didn't tell you this. Your job is to manipulate, trick, bamboozle, and then once you get the money, you act like you did the right thing until you're caught. If you're never caught, you win, okay? So Bitcoin, the stock market, I don't Wait, know. Wait, MC, MC, have people. you been caught yet? Obviously not, because I'm still here. It wasn't like a catch and release type of thing? No, no, no. You see, the whole thing is you have to pretend like it's legit. If you kind of act like it's it's sneaky and it's creepy, they're going to catch on. But you have to be 100% confident that you're not a crook. But most people are crooks. They just pretend they're innocent and they hide behind things that are legitimate. Like whatever profession you're in. Lawyer, I'm doctor, telling you, MC is a crook. Everyone's well, a crook. the point is to put food on your table, right? And put provide for your family. And then after that, grab as much as you can. Beyond just your basic survival. Okay, the only one here who's innocent is probably Coach. He's the only one that has a pure spirit and soul. Everyone else is, if there is a hell, we'll go there, straight to hell, okay? Does that answer your when, question? When did you, when did you become Coach's sycophant? What's happening here? Well, when he hit on me, I kind of got flattered, and I decided, you know, I'm going to become more supportive of him. Plus, he's you bald. Be, you got to be nice to bald people. Are you waiting for the uh, penis elongation space that he's been putting together? <laughs> He's going to put on a penis elongation space. See, now I'm even a bigger fan. 
How do you yeah, what's happening is, is he's he's been doing various experiments with the pump and everything, trying to fine tune it, trying to provide advice for everybody with his personal um, uh, experiences, and he but he hasn't put out the PDF for that yet. Hey, Seth, uh, and, I, I, I'm yeah. really going to enjoy that. Series. I got to get going. I got to shave various body parts, but I will be back in the future. So I'll see you guys later. By the way, keep buying Bitcoin and selling it, and I'll sell it to you. So good night. Don't cut your balls. I will. Bye, MC. Later on, brother. <laughs> Sefi, is, is, coach, is coach in yet? Because, I mean, I saw just earlier today that he lost $200 million worth of BTC, and I just I wonder how he's doing, where his head's at. Well, he posted up top that uh, money's not real. God is real. Yeah, but that's why money's real. So it's like a paradox then. Yeah, uh, you know, if, well, here's the, yeah, if you lose your Bitcoin in a boating accident, um, uh, you just have to, as long as you mention it on, on Twitter, you're fine, right? I'm just wondering if we should be going out and diving for that ledger. Uh, I mean, I'd, I'd do it. Yeah, maybe you can tell us what river it fell in or something like that. Bruce, Bruce, where are you? What are you doing? Like He's like sneakily sitting there. Uh, like still, I don't know what he's doing. He maybe he, fell asleep he, or something. DMing MC still. I saw Lucky's on the on the space. I haven't seen Lucky in ages. How you doing, man? He's still making his hamburger. Hmm. Anyway, yeah. So uh... <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a good. I thought it was a good question. And uh, did Pedro leave us? Pedro, yeah. Where did Pedro go? I think he left us. Sadly, it was a good question. I think he's going by luck. I don't think we gave him a great answer. Let me see if I can get um, Barack Obama in here again. <laughs> hey, and bring up Lucky. I see him in the crowd. Yeah. Hey, Lucky, come on. Like we haven't talked talk for a while. We have to like uh, be like we need to irritate Lucky for a little bit. Um, let me get. Uh, let's see if we can find. Uh, what happened to Addie? Let's see if we can find her. Um, like, what is it today? All of a sudden, everyone decides to have a, a life. Like, what the hell is going on around here? It's just weird. Um, <laughs> well, Se- Sefi, the um, the one planet um, migration happened today, so maybe everyone's on their computer looking at their JPEGs, man. Oh, hey, Lucky. What's up, guys? How you doing? Oh, good. Good. Uh, how's your girl doing? She's doing great. Is she, is she making funny, like, little, uh, like, audio uh, <laughs> recordings and stuff still? No, she's still sad. She lost. Oh, she's still, she's still like, Luna sad. Yeah, she's still Luna sad. She'll get over it. She'll get there. She'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, anyway. <laughs> so, what else have you been up to lately? Just working. Work, work, work. It's usual work. Yeah. Yeah, we're mostly about the same. Yeah, you guys, uh, you guys tomorrow, are having an interesting uh, conversation, I would say. Yeah, these things kind of go off the rails a little bit. Like, there's the title of the space, and then there's like what we're actually talking about. Um, yeah, if there's any newbies here that want uh, that have you know questions about like crypto or whatever, <laughs> like by all means. Uh, Lucky, are you planning on um, uh, like? Are you planning on grabbing anything? Uh, with these sort of like, you know, crushing prices and stuff in order to kind of play around? What are you doing lately? Slowly. I'm slowly dipping into things. 
So, yeah, I, I think uh, the uh, you know I think there there are some interesting projects that we've talked about today that like might be kind of fun to keep an eye on. There are some new chains like SEI and there's uh, the, like Grover that was here periodically has been talking about. There's Celestia, which is kind of interesting, just kind of like a polygon, but for Cosmos, uh, probably worth bookmarking that site. And when, when that gets sort of like released, uh, what else? Uh, we're going to talk tomorrow evening with Jack um, Zampelin with Cosmos and uh, see what kind of developments are happening for like Cosmos Hub and things like that. Um, and I think, uh, I, I suspect that, uh, what will happen is that you will have certain projects and, uh, coins and things like start decoupling from the general market because it's a lot easier to move the price of coins now with, at their current level. So I think you're going to see some more sort of effort in, in that regard. And like, sometimes you'll have like something pop off uh you know just randomly um it's almost like when things are down it's like not a bad time to just get a little bit little bit of different things you like because you just don't know when they're going to go up and if something pops and goes up you can always sell it and buy something that you have that's gone down so like just kind of counter counter trade them or whatever and play around if people want to just kind of like uh cycle things a little bit but yeah there's different tactics available yeah, I think that, you know, the psychology of all this is quite interesting because it's funny, you know, the whole market kind of tanks and people walk away. But really, it's when the time that you walk away is when probably more of the big money's made over time. So it's just trying to get over that hump of, you know, you got burned, but how do you stay in the game long enough to make out? Yeah, and I think it's it's uh, generally, uh, it can be harder to make in kind of a sort of like languishing market, it can be harder to make decisions about like shorting the market. So I think less people overall short the market compared to longing it or buying spot. So there's like this uh, behavior where like prices will go up really quickly as everyone's kind of euphoric, but they don't tend to go, they kind of like take the long road down. Like, you know, it'll slow drip over like a year or two or three. So it you never can tell exactly. And then sort of like the, obviously, like people said, like the general economic circumstances are questionable. Um, and and uh, at the same time, it's like uh, crypto is in many ways sort of simpler than stocks and things too. Um, and you're not really protected as an investor in the stock market either. Like that could go down quite a bit. But um, I've been watching a few things like uh, I like usually like getting Apple at like when it's price to earnings ratios down at like 15 to 20, which is getting close now. It's like sitting at like 25, I believe right now. And that's like a pretty good blue chip. Uh, and at that price, probably safe, safer than Bitcoin, quite frankly, uh, in that it has an actual dividend. So um, I was mentioning this earlier, like Apple's pretty good because the, the chipsets that are in your iPhones and whatever Apple watches, even the monitors and like headphones. Now, uh, a lot of them are building in the AI AR chips into them so that you can do a lot of cool shit with them. Uh, and 
Like nobody, and I mean nobody, is about to catch up to that so far that we can see uh, because they have such a cohesive ecosystem and it's so sticky. I think uh, in the U.S. Uh, this last week, Apple products uh, uh, were, for the first time, I guess in a long time, sold more than um, Google Android-based stuff. So I think uh, in my mind, like if the stock, the NASDAQ can pull down Apple, then I want more of that. Uh, is kind of what I'm going to buy. Yeah, no, I think a good point. <clears throat> I think Kerma has his hand up or her. Yeah, Kerma, what's up? The correct pronouns are handsome and brilliant. Um, yes. Kerma, why is your uh, hand black today? Because that is my racial identity. Why are you using a voice changer today? Why are you asking so many questions? Coach Bruce, I'm very disappointed. You haven't used a capital G in the word, in the name God. That was intentional, I assure you. <laughs> uh, oh, church keys here. Uh, who else is hanging around today? Uh, bugs around and... Uh, Sefi, can I just ask you a quick question about um, yeah. uh, a lot of crypto in investors aren't necessarily exposed to the stock market. It, it, it's often this dichotomy between, you know, you've got to be in one or the other and, and never the, the twain shall meet. But I'm, I personally am. And, and in Australia, there's um, significant tax benefits um, for having exposure um, to listed publicly listed companies. Um, is that the same in the States? Do you get kind of tax benefits and tax write-offs for um, investing in um, listed companies over there? Mm, there's really no difference between stocks and crypto here at this point. Like any gains and losses are counted against each other, whether it's stocks or crypto. It's all like the same basket. So, but right. no, there's not really a, any kind of tax benefit either way as far as I know. Because I, I can take out a loan over here, like an investment loan and, and that, um, to invest in listed stocks, which then pay me a dividend and, and any of the interest payments on that loan are tax deductible um, because I'm investing in um, Australian equities. Oh, I see. No, that's not a thing here. If you borrow here to buy equities, you cannot deduct the interest like you're saying. You can okay. only do that with uh, like your personal home. And even that has been limited. Like if you have a uh, much bigger loan. They capped off the amount of interest you can deduct. Uh, they did that in the last few years. I don't remember which year, but that that changed a little bit. But yeah, it's if you want to deduct interest from loans, you you could do it in the form of a business. So uh, if you're like, let's say you're you're you form a business where you're going to do trading, then you can uh, deduct the interest if you borrow. Uh, as expenses so that you could do it that way, but you wouldn't be able to do it against your like individual income at a job, for example, at least in the U S. Right. Hey, Sefi, I'd like to ask you uh, a personal question about your own investment portfolio. Where is the line for you where you're just going to, um, you know, remortgage your house, sell your car, you know, and, and invest whether it be uh, Apple or or Bitcoin or or Lunk or whatever it is. Where where's that point for you? Yeah, the the 
well, the, the most aggressive point for me, uh, I think if particularly if, so I'm, I'm, there's a few features that I tend to like in coins, like the, the most, uh, the most apparent one that is kind of like uh, the immutability and kind of permanence of the particular thing. So you don't want something that goes to zero. Uh, so we were like quite, quite wrong regarding like uh, how Luna's mechanism, for example, behaved in this respect. So the chain worked, right? Like but that, that the immutability part was there, but the chain worked a little bit too good from the perspective of like, you know, fucking us over. Right. So that um, is an example of like just this, uh, you know, that was, but we bought that. I mean, like not so much for stability, but for extraordinary volatility, like that was expected. And, um, you know, that was like, we got that for the possibility of really, really crazy asymmetric gains. But if I'm going to put a lot into something, um, like the credibly most, uh, decentralized and least likely to go to zero right now is just general Bitcoin. But the thing is, like, the upside gain is, like, sort of capped. So if you think about it, like, if, let's say BTC, right? Let's say you were to buy some today. You get Bitcoin at whatever 18000 it is now. And, um, you know, like, you could credibly imagine it's going to go to seventy k again, right? That would be a good, like, 3x from here. Um, you know, if I buy Apple stock, is it likely going to 3x from here? No. Why? Because its market cap is so huge, I would have to wait quite a long time, and they'd have to have a like they'd have to have a substantial new large market. The smartphone market, for example, saturated, right? So you're not going to just simply like it's not going to be like oh yeah, I'm going to buy Apple stock tomorrow. It's like you know, let's say it goes down to a hundred bucks, and it's going to go to three hundred readily. But at the same time, you know, Apple was at about one eighty, and you can you can expect. Like if it goes down to 100, it could probably get to 180 again or something like that, right? So if you're trading it. But if you're looking for asymmetric gains, like, you know, is BTC sufficient enough to have this effect? Eh, it's kind of, it's kind of iffy. So, you know, this kind of gets to the point where it, the more stable it becomes, the less the upside um, benefit is. And the, then the, 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 the more risky it is compared to the cost to mine it which would be like you buy a Bitcoin mining device and you basically mine it at home, right? So like at the end of the day, like the Bitcoin mining price is like 10,000 bucks or something. So right now, if you buy it, you're just subsidizing miners, which are getting rich off of you to some extent or the other. And you're, you're speculating that like the demand for this will be higher than um, other assets. Now, if you like, so what am I going to get judging by all these things? Uh, one, if I'm going to go heavy into something, I'd like to get something that uh, doesn't go to zero. I'd like to get something that earns some kind of like consistent, um, like earns something consistently potentially, which I can just simply reinvest, like restake, like Adam, for example. So I don't necessarily need to have all the gain be in price action. And I don't necessarily, but I can, if I have some sort of like inflationary cash emerging, I can use that to buy other stuff. Like, let's say I have like a big pile of Adam. So you got like, hundred thousand dollars with Adam or something, just, just for example, that would produce approximately at this moment, $19,000 a year in uh, cash output in Adam tokens at current price. And uh, if I hold those inflationary yield, um, then I'm speculating on the idea that it's going to go up compared to current price. If I sell them, I'm speculating on the idea that it could go down 
or I could like take the yield and just simply long or short the um, atom market, which, uh, you know, if I feel like betting on uh, an aggressive move in either direction, I can use that as a constant cash flow source to just play around. Um, it, so if Adam, to me, if it's like, if it gets into that kind of like, uh, here's the thing, it was like, as of like a few, but last couple months, it was down at like, almost like six bucks, I think, five, five to six bucks. I think I bought some at seven. Yeah. So the thing is, the odds of a double bottom in a bear market are really, really high, like, especially in a macroscopic bear market. Like there is no way Bitcoin's not almost almost no way that it's not going to retest like the previous um, low that it just made last few months, because it's just like it just defies rationality. Like there, uh, you know, a double or even triple bottom would not be unexpected in that context. So and I think a lot of traders are going to put like long positions, which is where they gamble on that bottom. And then what will happen is, is the price will fall through that because. Um, you know, the, you know, too many like uh, leverage positions and not enough spot positions will end up causing like price to crater below those numbers too. So that puts us somewhere like in the 16k all the way down to uh, like uh, somewhere between 16k Bitcoin and 10,000, which is the mining cost, mm-hmm. which would be which would be kind of so. You know, if that happens, it's going to bring down the value of the rest of the crypto, crypto market to some extent. It might bring down the value of Adam. And that's what I'm watching for. It's like that. If I can grab Adam at like four to five bucks again, then I'll just go crazy with it. Why? Because it's actually really hard to destroy it. It, uh, it like, it doesn't do anything particularly fancy, which is good. <laughs> like it, uh, it actually has a good store value angle. I don't. I'm not trying to make a mega bucks off of it. I just want it to be like a constant revenue source, and I don't want people like playing games with it. As far as like you know. Uh, you know, and 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 on top of that, mm-hmm. the uh, the benefits that are going to come to Adam, like interchain security and interchain accounts, don't really uh, worsen the security of the system. It makes it even better. And uh, those things are coming in the next year or two, which is what like that discussion Jack and I are going to have tomorrow evening. Um, yeah, if you haven't like bookmarked that spaces, it's on my little Twitter feed. Uh, that should be interesting. So we're going to get a lot of uh, people in the cosmos on and sort of like. Um, you know, kind of like uh, maybe rally the, the troops a little bit and see if we can kind of get a coherent vision going. So anyway, but I, so for me, like uh, the cosmos space is interesting because um, you can build anything uh, with this particular system and lots of interesting things are coming and you have a, a much bigger network effect than you do with like, say, for example, a near protocol or a cadena or whatever, like those are all great and, and they might do cool things, but the network effect of the cosmos is, um, I think, uh, going to be very interesting. And on top of that, like it's been battle tested for a number of years. So it's a reasonable, um, like competitor to, um, Ethereum's version of the universe. Um, so that's kind of my take. I, I probably will like go heavy atom, uh, even heavier, I should say I have, a lot of it now, but I probably will go heavier if uh, I get the opportunity. If I don't, I don't need to necessarily chase it. Remember, there's always something like cheap in the market. Like there's no need mm-hmm. to necessarily like um, only get that. So uh, like, for example, if cause, if Adam goes up and Bitcoin goes down, then I'll buy Bitcoin. And when it goes mm-hmm. up, I'll sell it and then buy more Adam or whatever. Right. So I don't necessarily have to do, um, or like, let's say, um, 
uh, I, you know, buy Atom and it doesn't really do very much, I might take the yield from it. And then I might just go like, you know, pick up some 5x long, you know, positions using the yield. So it's kind of like the risk-free yield and then just amplify it big time such that like I could take one year's worth of yield on Atom, like run it with a 5x leverage. And all I need to get is a 2x on it. And I basically, um, you know, double my money on it, even if the price doesn't go, uh, like the price doesn't have to go up that much for me to make a lot using just the yield as a gambling tool, sort of, right? So, so where are you getting your yield? Are you getting it? Are you getting your atom yield from pools from? No, just staking. Just pure, pure staking. Okay. Yeah. Like you could, if, so if you play hey, around Kepler? on like, uh, other platforms, you can put like lots of money on say a KuCoin or something and hope that nothing happens to it. But <laughs> I, but the thing is like playing around with some of your money on those platforms is probably fine. Uh, playing around with a lot of your money on those platforms is uh, a little bit more dubious, I would say. Mm -hmm. um, so if you're having like little positions that you're putting on KuCoin and you use it for a period of time, okay. But like uh, you don't know for sure your funds are safe parked there. Uh, you know, any more than people were sure that they were safe on like Celsius and Voyager and other places. So um, there, there is some danger um, with some of those systems. That's all. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So staking, simple staking, like, you know, I know it's like not always the sexiest thing. And actually you can make a lot more money if you grid trade Adam. Uh, you could probably easily make 80 to 100 percent or 80 to 120 percent APY um, within a year. But you can also do the same thing if you stake uh, and you happen to just like pick a good dump in the market and take a 5x long on your yield. So like either way, you achieve the same benefit. But I think uh, like there's a safe way to do it and there's like a more aggressive, quick way to do it. It just depends on what you're trying to do. Like, Or you could just like um, take a small amount of money and do leverage trading and uh, not have to use that much capital. So it just depends on what you're goals and plans are yeah my sadly for me uh <clears throat> i use kucoin to uh to long uh 5x uh three or maybe it's 3x uh rune and uh, it totally destroyed me um every, <laughs> how much did you get <laughs> uh well i i mean when i just kept you know i kept uh you know buying back in to make sure i i wasn't going to get Wrecked, <clears throat> and uh, and the price just kept coming down all the way with uh, with Luna. So. Yeah, I think when it comes to leverage <clears throat> positions, it's all about sizing. It's like you got to size it in a way that you're okay with losing that piece, like yeah. chasing them and covering them, uh, especially with the the speed and volatility of crypto markets is highly dubious. This is why, like, if you take yield that you've already made and then play on leverage, it's one thing. If right. you take your initial capital and play on leverage, it's just like. A recipe for getting screwed so yeah and you need to know when you're going to cut your losses Seki, because like with the lunar collapse um a lot of us myself included you know trying to defend um <laughs> anchor ust loans um and basically just threw good money after bad whereas if i just let that go to zero and kept mm -hmm. on the side I, I would have been miles ahead yeah CJ, I, like, I can't yeah Ahead, on the anchor loan thing, I remember like uh, I was only actually, I think I was only uh, borrowing off of like something like I think twenty percent of my Luna actually is actually a relatively small portion. So I was, and I'd mentioned this many times, like that I was relatively conservative. 
even then I had to actually uh, like, <laughs> I think when the max chaos was happening, I had to send in money to free that up, which I did. And uh, that was a dangerous thing to try, but I was able to click buttons fast enough or whatever and like make it work to ex like to get that out. Right. And, and clear that. But yeah, the, when you talk about those kinds of systems, um, yeah, you have to assume that, uh, you know, full liquidation is possible and you could, you could lose that money if you play in those type of things. And actually we learned that like lesson even the previous year, right? Like when Luna dropped from like 20 something to $5 and a lot of people weren't there for that episode, I think. <laughs> and, uh, that's when I bought in. <laughs> so. That's exactly what I did too. Exactly. I was, I'm with you, but anyway, yeah, bug what? What's up? or Tim. Hey, no, I was going to say, uh, Addy came up. Um, so I'd love to hear you guys chat about, uh, about what actually is in the, uh, uh, <laughs> in the title. Yeah, Addy. So this, this like, uh, space is for you. So there you go. Um, Thank you. So you're, this, is, you're, this doesn't like in the beginning, it was, I was following and then it got kind of like, um, like listening to somebody talk about like calculus or something. So, yeah. So, um, yeah, we, we, I think what happened was, is we, we were waiting for you and we were sort of like, just like shooting the shit with nonsense until you came. Sorry. I was not at home, but now I am. So and, yeah, I figured something was up. Like you had a life <laughs> or something. I know. Um, right? Yeah. Like, so crazy. yeah, we went out earlier, but then, you know, settled in anyway. Um, <laughs> the, uh, so, uh, Addy, you never bought any crypto for any reason, right? Before? No, I have not. Well, I guess I had a Coinbase account, but some, I don't know, some, somebody must have just told me to set that up, but I don't think I've ever bought anything. Yeah, Coinbase is pretty good from the perspective of just the general user. Um, it's, if you have to trade a lot, the fees are kind of high. It, like, but at the same time, like when it comes to U.S. users, it's uh, fairly uh it's safe number one from the perspective of uh like on the whole like they haven't had significant problems uh it's pretty easy to connect a bank account to it and it's fairly easy to it's free to convert from um us dollar to usdc which is like the um like an a stable coin essentially that represents a dollar so you can swap for a dollar to stable coins and then from there you can like buy all sorts of things in other exchanges and kind of play around um i think you downloaded what the kepler wallet yeah i downloaded that too yeah then, so Kep i don't know you kepler said i was like not home so i need to download whatever i think you said a third thing that i need to download but oh well i think I that's know. a good start and okay. basically uh, what you can do with it, and so for Kepler, Kepler is the wallet of uh, a lot of the uh, uh, what's called blockchains or coins related to Cosmos. And so Cosmos has lots of different um, blockchains. You can think of them almost like little villages or countries where different things happen on them. They have different purposes. And the basic level one is called, you know, Atom with uh it's called the cosmos hub it's kind of like the first of its kind it's sort of like um people use atom to sort of get from say coinbase over to um they use it to kind of get from coinbase over to uh, kepler and then you can like use the send function after you buy a little bit of atom on coinbase like let's say by 100 bucks you can get your 
address from your Kepler wallet that you've you know created, and you can send some to that address um, from the Cosmos page on the Kepler wallet. And once you've done that, you can do different things with your newfound uh, Chuck E. Cheese tokens. Uh, like, you know, there's like Ski Ball and there's like, <laughs> like Donkey Kong and stuff like that, right? You've played video games, I'm sure. So, uh, yeah, you can use uh, the, the systems for like various um, kind of investing purposes or to participate in um, sort of activities. Like some of the guys here like to buy like uh, goofy ass little pictures that they put on their, um, you know, like their profile pics. Right. Right. So familiar. <laughs> yeah. The whole NFT thing, you can buy those. Um, and there's different platforms. Like if you look at Kepler, there's uh, there's a little button at the bottom. You can go check out Stargaze, for example, which is a, a blockchain dedicated specifically to NFTs, which has uh, g- been gaining a little traction as a community chain. Um, like it's not backed by like venture capitalists and stuff, so like community chain. And um, it's, uh, you know, there's some fun little projects on there going on. Um, so like that's Cosmos's version of OpenSea, which is uh, kind of what uh, Ethereum has, you know, that's kind of like where the NFT stuff kind of, you know, got its claim to fame. And again, more like funny little pictures and, you know, things like that. <laughs> so you, there's, so that's like one of the newer things over the last couple few years mm-hmm. that people have been really been playing around and spending time with, but really like from just a crypto standpoint, um, you know, I, I think a lot of people use it to store their money somehow in a format that, uh, uh, in, in CJ's case, mostly just loses him money. Um, but, uh, like there, there are some things you could do. What, what, what makes it interesting right now is that, um, like as the price of crypto goes down, you'll find that like the Twitter crowds die down and people aren't talking about as much like at work or whatever, you're going to find that like nobody's talking about it at the water cooler or whatever. Right. And, um, it dies down and like when price goes down, nobody cares. They're like, they're all wrecked. They're, they're sold or they, they, they're, they're very upset about it. So that's the perfect time for someone new to get in. And that's when I tend to tell like family friends and stuff about it. When, when things are on the way down, it's like, that's the right time. Um, so anyway, that's sort of like the, the little bit of primer. I think you made a Kepler wallet, right? Yeah, I did. So did you figure out how to like, you know, buy 10 bucks or something and send it over there or not yet? I literally just like set up the account. I wasn't home when you told me, so oh, I just okay, did okay. it. I haven't yeah. even like looked at it beyond setting it up. Yeah, but... so all you do is you like connect your little bank to Coinbase or whatever, and then you can... Yeah, like... I, so I did that part. Like I set up like my bank accounts connected to Coinbase and everything. And then I Yeah, have... so you can go in there and you can buy like, I don't know, 10 bucks of Atom or something and test out how it works. Uh, and, you know, send out some over to your Kepler Atom model. Kepler's interesting in that like... Uh, Based on your Atom wallet, it actually creates a wallet for every other uh, wallet, uh, every other blockchain that it supports. So you can actually play on lots of different things and swap between different things uh, using some of the uh, components of that uh, components of it. It's still pretty confusing for newbies. Like it's still kind of wonky in that, like you're like, what does this do, and what's osmosis, and like there's just too many like layers to go through in the beginning. Once you play with a few things and you try a couple of things, like maybe go and like buy a little alien NFT like T-Bug has here, or maybe uh, 
stake some coins to earn some yield or something like that. Uh, or if you okay, like voted on, on the system. Oh, you're like a little artist or something. No, no, I just want to. I've been playing around with those, you know, Dolly and Stable Diffusion and stuff. I think that stuff's kind of cool. So we've been messing around with it. Yeah, yeah, it is pretty cool. Uh, CJ over here is not very creative. He just had like somebody make him like a little picture of a skeleton thing. So um, uh, I, I, I think Sefi gives um, is probably not the right person to be talking about NFTs because he, he he probably doesn't live that well too much. But Addy, I wanted to ask you a question about. Um, like what you want to get out of crypto? Like why? Why do you even want to be in it? She doesn't actually. That's. <laughs> I mean, like I don't know. Steffi just told me it's like you need to do this. So I was like, I I'm a good listener. So I said okay, but I, I mean, I don't know. Like, why does anyone do crypto? I I mean, for me, I guess it would just uh, to be get like, rich, Addy. To get rich, yeah, and like to make world. money. Oh, like why? Why I do guess... I have people invest my money in anything else? Like. I don't I know. Guess like I invest in the stock market. Well, have people do it for me, but like that's the reason. Like I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I'm not like doing it for anything else. Addy, my question is because the answer to that that question really influences what you want to look Are at. Are you in the like doing this to like lose money? Like what? What's what are the other reasons besides well, making money? It entirely depends on your risk profile and, and how long you want to invest for. Like are you saying, I want to double my money in two months. Do I want to grow wealth over 30 years? Do I want, because the answer to all of those questions will influence what you expose yourself to in the crypto crypto sphere entirely. Like if you're saying, hey, I want to. CJ is like going full financial advisor. Well, so I like, okay. That's my cross. For example, like I don't, like I have like, I'm like, you know, CJ, do you I have want like to be a 401k more, uh, and stuff like that. So I'm not worried about like, like I'm uh, like, I'm going to be set for retirement, I think. So like, I'm not worried about that necessarily, but I don't know, like, I guess more short term, but also, I, I don't know, like isn't everything kind of 18 months, 24 months. <laughs> I don't know. I have like, have not thought about this beyond like maybe like 10 minutes. Now, do, do you want a Lamborghini? That's the question he's trying to ask you. No, no, no. <laughs> All I would say is the piece of advice for newbies is always you've got to have a, a plan and a goal because otherwise you're just going to. Okay. So Lamborghini is not really my thing, but like, okay, let, I would like to like, do you know anything about Birkin bags? Yeah. Okay. Right. So like, you know, a Birkin's an, an investment. So it's like, I don't know, like 20,000 to get a Birkin. Right. But the thing is you can't just walk in, you have to build up a customer profile at Hermes. So like, I don't know, however much that costs to like eventually get to there. Sure. Like that's maybe my short term goal. Addy, I tried on a jacket at Hermes. I think it was mm -hmm. like 8k for like, it was like this orange, like, it looks like, like one of those blankets that you have. That's like, yeah. Fuzzy. Yeah, and um, um, I don't know. It looks I, pretty I, gay. I, I gotta say something. Uh, I think Steffi, you should wait. Let me give advice here because I used to work in luxury fashion. So let me, let me, let yeah, me talk please, for a second. Please, uh, um, I mean, I guess like I don't really know anything about your style, but based on our athleisure conversations, I think you should go look at Saint Laurent or like YSL. They have really nice men's stuff. Um. I'm saying that because I used to work there, but I like. You actually said that with a whole like French thing. Like, I didn't even well, know how to pronounce the damn thing. I mean, it would be a little awkward if I like didn't say it like that. Like, 
I don't know. I was like yeah. spent a, yeah, it was a very, long time very, there. Yeah, very, very bougie. Like it was like a. Oh. Yeah. Oh, you worked there, so you know. Yeah. Yeah, I was an intern there, so. Um, but yeah, they have good stuff. They're one of my favorite, more like, um, not like street style, but more like everyday wear luxury brands. Hermes, like their stuff is very, I don't know. I probably wouldn't, it's hard because I don't want to wear any of their clothes, but you kind of need to, if you want, want the bags. Anyway, sorry. So like all these luxury brands that, uh, that you're talking about, do they pay you? I mean, when I was an intern, I was, what? <laughs> like, when I worked there, I was getting paid, but no, I'm just, no, like, I'm just interested. Saying, like, you know, when, you want like, to know if you can stake your Birkin bag. When you wear, like, all these, like, you know, you know, uh, bourgeois shit, like, you know, do they pay you? <laughs> do they actually pay you for that? Are they paying me to wear it? Right. No. Why would I be so, getting paid to? Why are you advertising it? Because I like their product in the same way that, like, well, she's trying to get me well dressed, right? Because, like, yeah, I'm trying to help Sefi out here. You guys should actually not just Sefi, you guys should all be taking notes when I'm talking, like, about stuff like this. I'm doing you guys a big favor here. Yeah, like, uh, yeah, you you can, like, other days you can just, like, simp for Addy, but today she's gonna, like, school you and how to, like, get dressed well and, like, maybe like have store of value in certain kind of like bags and products. So Sefi, maybe you should just rename the space to the time for nerds to get into fashion is approaching. <laughs> Listen guys, like you, I gotta you say can though, have like, you all know, the just... money in the world, but if you're like, not like, look at like, nobody is going to like take you seriously if you don't like look nice. So I, I completely understand addict. Oh, is that Addy? Sorry. <laughs> uh, I, I, you see my mind just kind of runs like so fast like sometimes i i got right. yeah. uh, sure. uh, you, you were always you were, take your oh. meds before you arrive on spaces please thank you <laughs> oh yeah like you know, i kind of forgot sorry about that surplus <laughs> okay um yeah sorry for derailing um but I, that's the goal broken bag for now that's like short-term goal so, like, what does a Birkin bag run these days? So, I don't know. Retail is probably, I don't, I'm not too sure on the specifics, but, like, let's say, like, 20,000 around, something like that. 10 and 20, I don't know. But the thing is about Hermes is you need to build up a customer profile there. So, you can't typically just walk in and buy a Birkin. They need to know that you're actually interested in their product and you represent their brand well. So, you probably have to spend about, I don't know, um, maybe 30,000 before you're offered the chance to buy a Birkin. It's not something you walk in and buy like at most other luxury places. It's like, if I want to go buy like a certain, certain model of like Pagani, or if I want to get like certain, like I want to be early to like, you know, pick up a new GT3 RS or something like that at Porsche. So there's like, Mm -hmm. yeah, some of these brands do that shit where you got to like have like a history with them. Yeah, it's something that like, well, so it's not like super uncommon in luxury for that to be the case. Like, um, you know, when you're, when you buy luxury a lot, like, obvi- like I used to work in, in like CRM and stuff like that, but you know, they'll build up profiles on you and like, you'll get invited to stuff. Like that's how you get invited to fashion shows or like collection previews and you get, um, you know, the first chance to buy like the, a new season's collection and stuff. But Hermes takes it to a different level where, like, you know, you can't 
by by the bags which is their, their main product unless you have like any history with them whereas like sort of at other places it's like um like a perk of being a customer this is like the like sort of like entry fee to even so add, be there so add, like when it comes to broken bag like are there like secondary markets like can you go on like oh eBay yeah and sell them yeah and things so like that? it's like a huge secondary market but um, like, like wildly more expensive to buy it on the secondary market than it is at retail because it's so difficult to get one at retail and it's not just like the Birkin it's like um the Kelly bag is another one of their like uh really famous bags you also have to like be offered a Kelly and you know there's different like um hardware that it comes in like platinum gold silver different um you know leathers like you can have you know the exotics are really hard to especially hard to get Will but, they will they punish yeah. you if you like if your serial number whatever gets sold um like like you sell it on eBay right after you get it or something like that? Yeah, so like secondary sellers um a lot of times will like not be able to buy again from Hermes because they're really specific about that stuff. That's actually well, I mean not as common with other brands, but yeah. And, and actually these questions are Hermes. like actually relevant to crypto because there's some interesting parallels, but yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's why I'm confused. I'm like, are we talking about crypto? Like, I'm confused. We, 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 like we are. We're, we're just like getting sort of like, so Addie's got her realm, right? And sort of like, right. we're going to like, uh, we're going to draw some mission. parallels here eventually. Yeah, we'll get there. So yeah. Addie, okay. um, it's, it's a bit of a warm up, I suppose. So, so like, uh, full play before the Kermit, you can actually just turn your voice back to normal. We've heard it before. <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude. Hey, can you bring up King Wabi, please? Oh, mm. one minute. Hold on. No, no nobody derailed so, the discussion here, though. Okay? I, so, I so waited, like to not, I waited earlier because I was scared he was going to, like, I don't know. Are you trying to get, are, see, are you saying you're trying to get into crypto for the goal of getting a, a well, army so, bag? I mean, Bro, she look, doesn't care long, about crypto. Long oh, okay, okay. Because <laughs> I was no. hearing about the goal. Oh like, God. what is the goal when you said a bag? Well, yeah. Well, he asked, like, realistically. I mean, realistically, my goal is just to make money. But he's asking about, like, long-term, short-term, 30 years. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm not – maybe I should be. I'm, like, not really thinking too far in the future. I'm, like, 22, so – depending on your risk profile you could just take your three thousand dollars down to the casino and put it all on red and you won't pay tax on it if you win and like it, it all comes down to your risk profile your sure. investment window. let me give you a little like insight into me i wouldn't say i'm risk averse with like um i like i'm definitely not risk averse but like with shit like this like i've never even been to a casino like i'm not interested in any of that type of stuff like i don't have like like a like it doesn't excite me like i don't know like one big casino i can tell you that right so like i've i've never so, even like used a slot machine but addy so. like you get you so you get your birkin bag right and your presumption right. is it's going to be worth like 18 20k and then like you're going to pay let's say cash for this after building up your profile so you've done all mm -hmm. this so yeah. you own this bag now do mm -hmm. you and by the way like porsche does the same thing by the way they punish like if you like get a bunch of Porsches, but you suddenly sell your gt3 rs for like right yeah. after you get it like they're gonna like you know they're gonna skewer your ass and like take you off the list and <laughs> shit. like so there's a whole thing with that but anyway whatever point is um so you have your birkin bag and 
you're going to hold on to this thing, right? But you're you're assuming yeah. though that the value is going to maintain over a period of time, like let's say oh, 10 not years maintain. now. Birkins and Chanel's are the only bags that increase in value. Every other luxury brand decreases. So like I have, I don't have a Chanel or a Birkin, but I have, you know, some other, other brands and they, the second I bought them are, it's like driving a car off the lot. The second you buy it, it's yeah. worth less. To some extent, like Rolexes and a few other, like watch brands have a little bit of that cash, but yeah, you're yeah, right. Like Most of if them. If you buy like whatever. a, you know, Philippe Tech or whatever, it's sort of similar. But yeah, Hermes and, and Chanel are the only ones that will increase in value. So, so what? Uh, so, if similar to the crypto market, you're kind of speculating on the idea that this thing will either a store its value, hopefully not go down, and mm-hmm. hopefully go up. But are you intending to actually? sell this at some point or is this like to you like a piece of art that you just hold on to no definitely not i mean i think fashion to me is like yeah it's like art and it would also be like i would give it to like my daughter or something you know not i don't have a daughter but like let's assume so we'll draw some like parallel here like so take for example bitcoin Mm -hmm. um basically what it is is you pay uh eighteen thousand dollars and you get to own a series of letters and numbers okay yeah yeah. So that's basically <laughs> what it is. And um, that, that series of letters and numbers is basically um, verified on a computer system similar to how like your Birkin bag serial number is stored somewhere. And mm-hmm. you have like, you know, a record of who bought it and this and that. Right. So mm-hmm. Bitcoin is sort of like that in some ways. And some people are real ideologues like like they are like, OK, I've got my, you know, thousand Bitcoin or one Bitcoin or whatever it is. And they're like, I'm never getting rid of this. I'm diamond handsing this thing. It's like a piece of art. I believe in the future of humanity and this shit is like, like, I mean, they literally like think of it like <laughs> almost like an art or a religion or a piece of a luxury good or what they call them. Right. A ver, ver, ben, ver, I don't know. There's a word for that, but anyway, a Velbian good or something like that. So there's this like, um, so there's definitely a group of people that do that. And there's other people like you might imagine when number go up, you know, they sell it. And when number goes down, they, <laughs> they buy it. And that's just kind of the trader crowd. Yeah. Uh, similar to how you'd have like a secondary market for the bag. The difference is, is that you don't get a bag. Right. Right. <laughs> you just do this. <laughs> and actually, it doesn't do actually anything but have the ability to transfer. But the interesting thing is like a bar of gold or a Birkin bag, you would have to like mail that to someone across the world or mm-hmm. sell it on a physical market like eBay. You'd have to post the thing and everything. Right. Whereas with Bitcoin, the interesting thing is that it was the first like digital store of value where people accepted it. Uh, and ultimately the network got big enough, right? Like if you have only three people with Birkin bags, it's one thing, but if yeah. you have like, let's say an exclusive set of 10,000 people that have it, that's a different thing, right? Now you have someone, you have a, a market that is sufficiently fungible enough that you can actually sell this if you wanted to, right? Mm-hmm. If you, if you have a hard time selling something, then you don't really have a particularly fungible market. Uh, and, and that's a different set of problems. But if it gets big enough and like Bitcoin, you can like, for example, if you are on the moon and I'm on the earth, I could transmit that series of um, uh, numbers and letters to you and you can basically claim it. And you can do it just simply on light waves or electronic. The difference with a Birkin bag would be you'd have to like put it on a spaceship and send it to the moon. Right. So it's pretty amazing in that respect. Um, that's sort of like, in a nutshell, I think uh, the similarities well, Seth, behind. Sophie, also yes. the difference is if, if Addie buys her Birkin bag, um, there could be, you know, 
I don't know, let's say 20, 30,000 other people that buy the exact same bag and, and there's not necessarily. Well, there could, actually, there could not be. But so, so there's only ever going to be a certain number of Birkin bags made. Is that right? They're not going to just keep making the company exists forever. I mean, they'll probably keep making Birkins, but they're not going to make the same Birkin. Like, there's like it's like if I want like a you know a a black like forty with gold hardware or let me I mean that's really hard to get. But like if I wanted like a um a green croc Kelly with, um, uh, I don't know, platinum hardware, that's like next to impossible to get. And there are like a very limited number of them. Okay. So that's similar to Bitcoin in the sense that for certain types of Birkin bags, there's a fixed supply then because with Bitcoin, there's only going to be 21 million Bitcoins mined. And then once they're mined and in circulation, that's, that's it. There's going to be no more. And that's kind of one of the things that people who are into Bitcoin think about why it's valuable and the, and the price will continue to go up is because there's a fixed supply kind of like yeah. with your limited edition and, bags. And Addie, like we actually call that verifiable scarcity also. It's not just scarcity. It is a very specific form of scarcity that is both immutable and verifiable, meaning like if you uh, were to check my wallet, you can actually prove that I actually have it. And sort of own it, so to speak, right? So it's similar to like if you were to physically show someone you own this Birkin bag, um, it's harder to actually verify that you have a Birkin bag to someone across the world. I guess you could show like you holding a newspaper, like almost, you know, holding the Birkin bag hostage and like showing that you actually own this thing or whatever. And that I you wouldn't know. prove it's a real one though, man. And even then you can't prove it's a real one, right? Not at a right. distance. So the difference with Bitcoin is anywhere in the world, you can prove that you have what you have. And um, like no one can confiscate it from you, assuming that uh, they don't have your mm -hmm. seed phrase. So that's why when you created that wallet um, with Adam, there's that seed phrase it gives you. You need to like store that in a place because the seed phrase is actually both your username and your password simultaneously. Uh, okay. And all you have to do if you like, let's say you lost your phone. You're like, oh, shit, my Kepler wallet. I don't know where it went. In that instance, you can basically just, you can dig up your seed frames somewhere, type it into another wallet, and next thing you know, you've got it. And some mm -hmm. people use a special device called a ledger, uh, which is a like physical hardware uh, wallet that um, al allows you to sort of like download the thing onto like, think of it as a USB drive right. that has some special security shit. And then you can throw that, um, you could hide that somewhere uh, if you'd like. So you know, and you, or you could have multiple of them, right? So you could do different things to sort of secure that um, ultimately. So yeah, like, so the, um, the uh, yeah, I think once you start playing in these systems, you start realizing sort of like the magical nature of them, kind of the, like all of the, in many, for many of us, it's like uh, some of the stuff that you just described, like the collectability, the ability to sort of like verify that I have this thing, maybe like the art value of it. People talk about Bitcoin is like art in kind of a type of math where mm -hmm. it's like there's a certain beauty to the the yeah. features of it. And like they think of it from a like a like really just like an almost artistic or ideologic perspective. That there's makes a lot sense. of people that a lot of people that do that. You'll see them in like you go to Bitcoin maxi spaces and they're like they you know, think it's a personal affront to their existence if you say something about Birkin bags or some shit, right? They get all excited. <laughs> um, it's like when I see like, well, I see them like a decent amount because I'm in New York, but like when I see a Birkin on the street or I see a Kelly on the street, like it takes my breath away. So maybe you guys feel the same when you see someone with like 
I don't know, a lot Me of Bitcoin too. or something. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, <laughs> so um, yeah. What 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 is so impressive about this particular, uh, like these pieces for you? Like, what is it about the art or like? Um, I mean, the, so the funny thing about it is like. I don't know. I think and one, also, what is it generally about women in bags? Like, like, are you putting shit in there? Or are you just holding <laughs> in a closet? That we're talking about here. Yeah, I mean, well, it's like a couple things. Like, I mean, I think that one, they're like really pretty. Um, I just like them. Like, I think it makes an outfit. Like, I have, um, like this one bag that I like to take out when I go to, um, like I don't know if I go out to like a bar or something, and it's like, um, it's a limited edition, so it has like. It, it, you just don't see it a lot like it's not one you'd find in a store and one it's like people will always comment on it but two it's just like something really unique like it feels like carrying a piece of art but specifically with with Hermes and like what they've done with the Birkin is um so it's named after Jane Birkin actually um so I think that's like a really cool part of it it's just like the history that comes with it I think also from a standpoint of like somebody that like studied you know marketing and psychology and shit like that is I, I just think it's a really cool, like the. So it's the, like a it's like a pinnacle of that experience in a way. Yeah. Whoa! Oh my god! Can you guys hear yep. me? Yeah, Wabi, what's up, Coach? Coach, can you hear me? Coach Bruce. Coach is not here. He's just <laughs> sort of online, but not here. Oh, uh, Kerma, what are you doing here, dude? What happened? Hey, Wabi, how's it going? What do you mean how it's going, bro? You left me stranded in the highway. If you guys didn't know, I'm actually here in Sydney right now. And uh, Kerma was supposed to pick me up from the gym. And, uh, you know, it's 2 p.m. And uh, I'm wondering, you know, where's, where is the seven-foot Australian yeah, no, giant? Sorry, dude. I'm, not, I'm not there. I'm, I'm down in Antarctica at the moment. Okay, whatever. So, uh, yeah, Addy, so you've got your Birkin bags. How many do you want? Like, do you want one? Do you want a dozen? <laughs> Jeff, I mean, Steffi. I'm not like... Steffi, oh I have God. a question, dude. No, 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 hold on. Stand by. Steffi, do Steffi. in the house. Before I bring I have a serious question right now. Oh, so do I. Dude, where's, Stand by. Wait your turn. Where's the president? Where's the president, Obama? Uh, 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 I messaged him. He wasn't able to make it this evening. So wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Are you talking about the, the kid from last night that sounds exactly like Barack? That was Obama. He was just behind a profile pic. He's still coming to spaces, Steffi, huh? Uh, yeah. No, he, he didn't, no, no, no. His cadence for his speaking wasn't just there. But you and I picked it up. Addy picked it up. And, and that's like, the kid has no idea that potential that he has a natural gift for by pure fucking luck. Anyway, moving forward, Tara Luna, babe. So the question that I hear here is you made Sefi? Don't know. Yeah. Uh-huh. The DJ. The, yeah. The one and only. Legendary. The, my play on on that was when they depegged was that the only value was that the DJs were going to fucking jump on that shit like fucking skeletons on a corpse and fucking rip the shreds because that was the first blue chip that that's quite the it's quite the analogy 
Well, yeah, that, that's how I looked at it, and, and, and I came up very well. Very well. I have a question with that, man. Well, 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 hold on. Let me let me wait. Does it pertain on. to the uh, the store of value and Birkenbags discussion? Or are we going to like derail this too much? No, 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 no dude. No, we're we're, to, we're dude. off the rails with it. We're, nah, what I'm saying nah, is because Addy is we're just talking like the Mac, the one and only. He's about, about like to ask Birkin a question. Oh, well, hold on. Yeah, guys, please allow me to speak. I'm not going to be long. This this isn't like a good night story. The thing is. My, I, I, I did well on it, and I don't do with the DGEN, defunds, DeFi space, but I'm in their spaces, and these guys don't deal with anything that has less than six zeros attached to it. And once Terra Luna depegged, the value that I saw was that something that I would never invest in because that Bro, was a like, huge uh, the old. Luna, like the old uh, Luna Classic, bro. I'm like, talking about. I'm, I'm, I'm talking Luna Classic. I'm talking Luna before it was a Luna Classic. Once it, I'm talking about the time when it depegged off its, you know, when it was spun off UST. You know, when it got fucking rug pulled and BlackRock fucking and others lifted their skirt ups, Doquan skirt up, and check that shit. And it went literally from like two zeros. Who's to Dick man? Yeah, it went literally two zeros plus to six zeros down in like literally two hours. And at first, I was like, "What the fuck happened to my bags?" Wait, but what? Oh. We're talking about Addy's bags here right now. No, no. What, no. what are we? Why are we talking about this right now? Steffi, I'm, 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 I'm tying in all together. I'm just getting distracted by other people speaking. But the point that I was getting at is the run that I made was was an epic run. And it was just off the fact that the DeFi, DGen culture that loves extra zeros, like six plus zeros, would jump all of that, over that. And they would be like a zombie apocalypse because this is the first blue chip that ever did that. Not intentionally, but it happened. And right now, this is bring it to fruition in that it's being revitalized in the DGEN space. But it, the tech behind it is a fucking blue chip tech. It That's sure what is. I'm saying. So it's kind of exactly. I'm not going to be long, but but that was my thing, and, and I made a quarter mil off of that. I got in with a couple thou. Will, will you be willing to buy Addy a Birkin Birkin bag with that? Uh, say that again. Uh, would you be willing to uh, follow Addy <laughs> buy a Birkin bag with that for her? Well, Addy, Addy, I love Addy because Addy's just cool. I, I would get Addy, like you know, I I, I would give her the fiat. Equivalent to a Louis Vuitton bag in the class. I, I would give her lunch in that. DM me Guys, uh, I want to be fully transparent. I'm actually. Wait, I, I gotta gonna, ask, man. Just, just because I'm a gentleman. Yeah, I'm just All taking right, a shower while hearing you guys. Brings me peace. You got the shower running. Uh, make sure you clean yourself well. Uh, trust me, I'm doing that right now. 
maybe a little Irish spring. Wait, Addy, uh, what uh, products should he use in the shower? Uh, you, probably you know what? Products. I was actually just thinking about men's products that they have in the shower the other day. And I was like, every time you take a shower, like at a guy's house or like you're using men's products, whatever, you walk out smelling like 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 leather cleaner for a car. Like I hate that these like scents that you guys have, they're just so like strong and they like Windexy and like car washy. I really don't yeah. like it. I use I use But uh, I mean I like the way that men smell when they wear them, but like I don't like like using like men's body wash or anything. Uh, my my bathroom largely smells like women's perfume. Oh, that's good. What perfume? Use olive oil. Olive oil? <laughs> what? <laughs> to clean yourself? I don't know. I think I think it's some some mixture of like I don't know Burberry and I don't know what. Like I use, sure. I use I use I don't remember. Uh, I use uh Laverdin. It's a bamboo salt body wash. Hmm. Okay. Um, I think that like men's shampoo and conditioner, like that really is important in making a man. Yeah, I good use too. for shampoo, for shampoo, I use, uh, it's this brand called Philip B. I use the uh, Russian Amber Imperial shampoo. And uh, for conditioner, I use, uh, I use the Orbe uh, conditioner. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, I use Orbe Intense Conditioner for moisture and control. Mm -hmm. Nice. And, yeah. And uh, for my specific. hair, yeah. <laughs> and um, and uh, for my hair mask. Uh, oh I wow! Use, uh, yeah, for my hair mask, I use. Uh, uh, wait, organ. you I guys have to describe what a hair mask is to me. It, it, it's, what the hell? It makes it makes your hair beautiful, basically. They need a shrug emoji on there. The what the fuck emoji? Because I don't even know what you're talking about now. <laughs> Hold on, Addy. I had a really quick question. Yeah. A friend of mine owns a, a higher end uh, Birkin bag. There's a, a six figures, but she had told me that you get to choose the animal that the bag's uh, made out of. So you get to choose the living skin. Is this accurate? Um, I mean, like, like oh, why am I uh, echoing? I hate hearing my voice. You are now echoing, echoing in Wabi shower. Congratulations. <laughs> um, thank you for that yourself, Wabi. Wabi, Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Um, I don't like to my knowledge, like the exotics market is pretty. I mean, there's not a ton of options, so I don't really know. I mean, uh, Birkins like non exotics are made out of lamb skin, I believe. I could be wrong about that, or I'm not sure. Or, no, they have um, that's on the inside. I don't know the specifics of it, but um. Yeah, the exotics market is pretty limited, so you know it's not really vegetarian, though. No, definitely not. Like <laughs> I have like a, a I have a crock purse, and that's one of my, my like prized possessions. But have you ever eaten um, alligator uh, chicken, like alligator tenders? I have actually eaten alligator. Not I've like eaten chicken, like alligator much. jerky um, that somebody brought back for me once, but. Um, not like tenders or anything. Yeah, if you go to New Orleans, you can get like it's almost like a like a basket of like uh, I don't know, like chicken tenders. And then you like are they you know, good? Yeah, they're good, and they've got like the little New Orleans sauce of some kind. I don't remember. It's I don't I haven't had them, but a couple of times. But they're they're kind of like chicken, like a okay. I'll have to try similar. that. I like trying like um I'm not like super picky, so 
That sounds it's good. Really, take a weekend really, trip down there. Was somebody saying something? Sorry. Oh yeah. Uh, no, I was just saying uh, it's really tender. But uh, I ate mm. scorpion. It was it good? Yeah, scorpions are a bit weird. They'll they'll actually they'll climb the wall and they'll go onto the ceiling and fall into your bed. Yeah, I actually so my my grandparents have lived in Arizona for a super long time, and every single time I would go when I was younger, I would like be cowering in fear at night because they told me that, and I thought scorpions were gonna fall on my face, like at night so i'd cover myself almost completely with a blanket i was just so terrified i'm actually really really scared of scorpions that's i saw a video today of somebody that got um, stung by one and then she found it and it was on her pillow and she like had a jar over it on tiktok yeah that's frightening oh they're terrifying they're they're one of the few animals that can choose when to become pregnant and uh and then they sometimes uh like get a taste for eating their babies because they're they give birth right into their mouth so sometimes they choose to become pregnant just to eat it's really they're the weirdest creature oh that's not like hamsters um that's scary yeah well i mean i like scary things i guess i don't know Addie, you don't plan on having uh babies uh at a predetermined time to eat them i suppose no i no i i don't plan on doing that I know. I actually, probably seem like maybe that's my like my I was MO, living in but... a ta- I was living in a town for a little bit, and that actually happened. Um, there was this lady, and uh, she, she had ate like her these, babies. She didn't eat them. It wasn't that, but she like she had four kids and like drowned them all in a bathtub. And I don't, oh. I'm not sure what that was all about. Jesus Christ! <laughs> it was because you were there. Remember, it's like every time you like leave. Somewhere, yeah, it's when I some actually I did leave there. Happens. I did leave there at the time. Like, oh my god, Steph, you're killing people. That's why I recognized the town's name. I was like, "Fuck, I've been there," and I, I had an apartment there for a little bit, and then oh like I'm god. gone, and then yeah, exactly. Oh my god, Debbie, you can never leave wherever you are now. <laughs> but there were probably a lot of sinners in that area because uh, also a massive flood just like fucked up the whole area in that area too. Oh my god! Yeah, it happened in New Orleans. It happened over there. Like it was like, yeah. It's. Have you ever whatever. thought maybe like you're like, um, I don't know, like some, not like prophet, like the reaper. But the reaper. Yeah, I don't know, like something like, yeah, something supernatural or like from like descended the, from the, the crazy thing god is like w- yeah, one of the places I work now, um, like what what one of the sort of things in the area um which is very concerning to me is just like um you know nuclear uh, missile silos and uh oh. sort of like weapons bases so i'm a little bit concerned like if i move from here like what could possibly happen like, yeah you're gonna of, like cause like a like a like, like nuclear holocaust or something yeah the bomb goes off or whatever yeah you need to find up in a refrigerator maybe safe Ooh. yeah like for for example um Remember, I told you, Eddie, I was born like in that uh, uh, New York area, right? Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and then, yeah, like, I about that. yeah, right there by the Trade Center, and see what mm-hmm. happened to that. <laughs> yeah, it was just a, it was yeah. just like March for Death, <laughs> right? Uh, New Orleans, uh, Katrina is a perfect example. Um, Hurricane Allison in the Houston area. Um, like, I don't know, every single place I've been was struck by some fucking calamity. It was just, uh, not just been, but like, like I had to live there for a little bit, maybe. So I think the voodoo's, uh, like if you've ever been to Louisiana, 
you know, you've got your little, mm -hmm. um, you've got your little witch doctor crowd out there. You ever yeah. met them? Yeah, I've like seen them. I haven't like met them, but yeah, they're they're interesting. Uh, you don't <laughs> want to get hexed by the people down there, by the way. Okay, I'll like I'll try my best. I guess next. Yeah, I think they just cowered in fear when I showed up in their midst because <laughs> like they probably sense the dark evil, uh, like whatever tail that follows me around and gets everyone yeah. destroyed. They were like they were like scared shitless of you. Yeah, yeah. I, it, I, I'm a little bit. I'm a little bit worried about living. Like, I got a license in Washington State because I thought maybe I'd go <laughs> there and just like you know live there for a little bit and you know have a nice time. It's kind of a pretty area, right? But right. then I told you, right, yeah, Cascadia like... Fault is really worrisome. Like, I don't want to be the responsible for like a, a mega tsunami, tsunami or whatever. Yeah, like, I don't I want that blood on my hands. You know, maybe like you, is that some place right you consider man. retiring? Maybe I don't. I don't know. Like, oh, I just have to go there and stay and protect people. <laughs> yeah, you can't leave. Yeah, it's like it's like that. I told you, it's like that TV that's show. That's like Heroes. your last stop, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I have some like weird power. Like when I leave, it's it. You know, like things die behind me. Yeah, I'm scared of you. So what what happens if you lay the crypto spice for a bit? Could oh you... fuck. <laughs> oh yeah, you yeah you'll be yeah that would be bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you guys are be... screwed. So. Yeah, that would be a um, yeah, that'd be an epic disaster. Sefi, if you if if I'm getting into this and you make that decision to leave, you need to like tell me to pull all my money out like before. <laughs> like, don't yeah. screw me on this if you're getting me involved in it. Yeah, I'll like send you a little message that. Oh, by yeah, the way, yeah. I sell now because like <laughs> it's okay. yeah, something's going down bad. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, the weekly chart so, on BTC looks like ass. Um, you're in the shower. That's just your ass. No, Bobby, are you know. looking at like you're looking he's got, at crypto he's got his phone chart in the shower? Yeah. yeah, it does. Yeah, he does. <laughs> yeah, dude, I, I I have a tablet uh, connected to my shower. You have Wabi a, is you absolutely have your phone and obsessed. a tablet in your shower. Wabi is the yeah. most like. See, I told Wabi in the spaces today. I'm like, whatever you're buying, I'm just buying that because he is like lit researching <laughs> shit. Like twenty four seven, he's in the shower researching shit. He's got like his eye on the little chart, like as if it's going to change, like so substantially as to like, I don't know what he's looking for in the shower. <laughs> he's dedicated. Some people have like like a like a Apple, like what do you call that? Like an AirPod or some shit. They got some music going on, right? Like, but mm -hmm. Wabi decided to um, put a iPad in there to make sure that his <laughs> price chart. That'd be like, Addy, if you had a picture of your, like, the Birkin bag you want, but you shower with it. Yeah, I don't, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, maybe I'm not as passionate as some of you, because yeah. I don't do that, so. Dude, um, historically, whenever uh, a new Apple phone Addy, launches. you're too come on, man, like, you can't laugh we, at that. Dude, we, we just gig a nuke. Anytime that there's a, a new release of the apple phone and i think it comes out in a few weeks bro the nasdaq is literally going to rebrand to the mcnasdaq <laughs> the mcnazzy <laughs> <laughs> he's very <laughs> you're i think you have been thinking about that for a while you're pretty proud of yourself for naming it that i like yeah, it though it's like we'll we'll just call it that from now on hey job going at the orange uh, factory oh dude yeah no. so 
No, guys. we're not. Uh, before, every before, every damn space we go through this. Before, before, we, <laughs> Bobby, look, how's look, that look, job going? Look, look. So before I'm all this, right? Of you. Before before I became this like super genius, the super DeFi genius. Uh, I used to work at an orange juice factory, right? But uh, I got canned because I couldn't concentrate. And uh, let's just say they really put the squeeze on me with that one. And so the day that I was, that I, the day that they uh, let me go, they started uh, throwing rocks at me. And uh, with great rage and furious anger, I loaded up those rocks with uh, orange peels and I threw it at them. Uh, you can say it was one of my bolder moves. And, um, you know, after that, they didn't really take me for granted. And um, my job at the Orange Juice Factory was essentially uh, being a referee for exotic bird wrestling, specifically with the toucans and their favorite pastime called uh, beak wrestling. And uh, I would say one of the only drawdowns to the job is uh, you quickly realize that uh, only two can play at that game. Uh, yeah, he, actually, you have to appreciate the ability to memorize or... or like, yeah, I was actually do that in the shower. That. It's, it's like, like a, meditation. a little monologue, kind of. I mean, yes. yeah, if crypto doesn't work out, I wouldn't recommend stand up, but you know, maybe if you can memorize a couple like decent ones. Oh, no, trust me, you, you're, you're, you're going to be buying my bags. Like, I, I can promise you, you and your friends will be buying my bags. I will happily dump on you ruthlessly and endlessly. Okay. Um, so, anyway, this is facts. I don't make you know, the rules. Steffi, this is so. Exactly. This is like one. Okay, this is one of the only things that I really like. Um, well, no, that's not true. Like, I know some about Bitcoin, but I was thinking about it because I was like, why would anyone use their Bitcoin to do this? But um, I know you hate Equinox, but they take Bitcoin to pay for your membership. Actually, yeah, you mean the the luxury gym or Yeah. What is serious feedback going on? So does Russia. They take Bitcoin for their gas now. Okay, well, I'm talking about Equinox, not Russia. So I hate whatever. Equinox. Only pussies train at Equinox. Okay, well, some of us aren't looking to get, like, super jacked. We're looking to, like, have I a nice ass and do some cardio. Dude, so. have you seen... You know what I look like. Come on, man. Don't kick yourself. I'm saying some of us aren't looking for that. Are not. You're not going to be able to convince Wabi of this, by Listen, the way. Listen, Wabi, I would like to see. You're, you're, like, you're talking about gyms with him. He's going to go on a fucking tirade. I know. Now. I'm yeah. Stop. Yeah. I'm going to say one yeah. last thing, though. I think, like, I would like to see you, like, go to, like, go to, like, one of these spin classes. Actually, I'd like to see a lot of you. I think you'd all have a lot of difficulty. I would cry. I can it. actually. I can actually bar. do a split. Like, how about we? I like, we'll go. We'll all go do, do some Pilates, and we'll see who can like teaser better. And it's uh, not going to be you guys. Have you seen? Have you seen the special poses from the Ginyu Force? Those poses take a lot of practice. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah this was a mistake. Yeah, yeah. not only can I do a split, <laughs> but I can do every single Sorry, I brought pose it up. from the Ginyu Force. It. And I can also do a backflip. Webby, Webby, we, we're derailing this conversation to like yeah. to some level that we just, yeah. and uh, we're going from like, um, like we're going back to this like Dragon Ball Z thing again. I'm not <laughs> sure why. Sefi, but the thing is, like, she's challenging 
my flexibility and my capabilities. And, you know, I don't really take kindly to that. She's trying to liquidate me. Like, what is she, anchor protocols? Uh, no, uh, what be? She's not. What? She's like just a girl. She's trying to be like, she's trying to be this market maker, you know, and like, I'm trying no, to break no, out. No, Wabby, Wabby. definitely not. It's in your mind. She's just, like, uh, just like talking about just like stuff that I like do. Yeah, oh, like no, purses no, no. and things. Like, like making uh, conversation, like about spin class and purses. Like, it, I'm not really. Like, it looks like you're trying to I don't have any ulterior me. motives here. The funny thing is, I'm not sure. It's like, so Addy, I'm just reading the mind of the audience here, right? So here's what they're thinking. Um, yeah, we've got this like nice uh, girl with like this nice voice and we like to listen to her. And then we're like, then they're like, well, we have all these like uh, comments coming out of uh, Wabi and they can't imagine. They're not sure if he's real or not. <laughs> right. So they're, they're not sure. They're like, they're it's like the confusion between this is like uh, maybe amazing. And like, but yeah, Wabi, it's, it's hard to actually like imagine like for a second if i was writing a book for example and i'm like gonna create a character right um i don't think i could i don't think i could have imagined your existence it's like maybe uh like there's like this vibe there's whoa, like whoa, the whoa, dragon whoa, ball whoa, z whoa. there's like liquidation look your bow look your bow look your bow what did you what are you calling him <laughs> i said bow look your bow whoa 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 Look here, Bo. At the end of the day, the crypto market does not care if Wabi exists or not. I am simply a spoke on the wheel. I'm just in my little rocket ship waiting for my exit liquidity to fire it up. Um, if you don't turn that shower off soon, you're going to like run out of the city's water. Like, where are you? Like, Los Angeles? Like, I don't think there's enough water. That shower has been going on for a while. Well, thankfully, yeah, I just like did. talking all the way through it. Do you ever like relax or anything? I can do all things. No, 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 no. We're not going to sing. You Thank love you. my singing. You love what Bobby, I can sing. sing. Um, Addy, I think what he's saying is no means yes. Like, it's like, uh, she's, it's pretty invasive. Yeah, we're getting into like a much like, like, that's concerning, you know? Not in today's, like, you know, you can't be thinking that today. Look here, Bo. Uh, you know, I feel fantastic, right? I had a dream last night where all my dreams came true. I was literally swimming in an ocean of orange soda, right? And um, it was fantastic. It was like a fantasy, dude. You know. Oh, little Vera's here. I wanted to kind of chat with her again. Uh, Vera, if you if you're there, we can kind of hang out. I, I just wanted to ask you some questions. <laughs> anyway, uh, is she Russian, by the way? Is she Russian? She's Brazilian, maybe. Da da. She, da. No, she, or she German. Sorry, who are we talking else? about? She spoke. She spoke some Russian, and I felt like singing the Russian national anthem. Um, couldn't take it. Safi. Yeah, Jerber. Who are you talking about? Sorry. Wait, who or what? Um, who are we talking about? Who's Wabi referring to? Oh, Vera. She's down. Oh, the she just side. left. I think. 
She might Damn. be. Oh yeah, she left. Uh, Bobby. She has a nice voice too. Oh, did yeah, she come she's, back? She's kind of oh. fun. Yeah, she did like uh, she's did all what she did like the jujitsu and stuff or martial arts, whatever. Oh, that's fucking dope! I do jujitsu too. Yeah, she's pretty well. Cool. She, yeah, she was also like um, her watermelon was, thing. N- no, she was the one that was. She had this thing where you send her um like it's a crypto project Addy. maybe you this resonates with you you send her a bunch of money she goes on vacation takes pictures of it and then like sends you pictures oh, then, yeah so like I you might pay like three thousand dollars and you get this. you get pictures of her vacation i'm assuming she's like a professional photographer no, uh, no she's just going on vacation with her iphone <laughs> she's a normal girl oh i want to um did I do that? Yep. You went hardcore and muted everybody. <laughs> sorry. I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> um, you've, you've discovered the power of this little co-host button, right? Sorry. You do whatever I was the fuck like, you want. actually, that was an accident. Um, and it's, a, it's, an, it's a little known thing, too, that if you're like host or co-host, you can talk over whoever the fuck you want whenever you want. It's weird. Yeah, I, I think I've only done that maybe once, but I, did, I actually did not mean to do that. Um, what do you, what if I like, what if you guys just paid me money and then I'll go buy a Birkin bag and like, I'll take pictures with it. Remember when we first met and like, you, you know, uh, coach is like, Oh, come hang out. And like, we first met, uh, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that's what I told you in the very beginning. Oh, about like bags or just like taking, I'm like, give me money and I'll just like send you a picture of me like doing my little activities during the day. N- yeah. Like you're the, like the culminate, the cultivation of your simp army, right? Like that right. was the whole point. You're like, you're suddenly figuring out like these idiots are going to pay you on vacation. <laughs> right. Um, like for example, star systems yeah. labs over here, he's like trying to figure out how to like make money just so he can send you on vacation. So you'll send like, <laughs> maybe a picture on vacation of like maybe Maui or something. Right. Yeah, that's like perfect. Um, yeah, you're right. I I should have listened earlier, but that's okay. That's like the new goal. I don't. That's really why I'm saying Vera's Vera's actual uh, like uh, project was really the most simple and ingenious thing. Like, <laughs> there's no pretense. There's like, oh, I'm gonna take my like photography gear and do a time lapse of uh, you know, the stars and the galaxies over, you know mount holly aliaka or whatever like she's just like fuck that i'm just gonna use my iphone take like pretty pictures of my (laughs) like um you know new birkin bags whatever the fuck and then i'm gonna send these to these like idiots uh or actually she actually told me like it's not even clear that we're even gonna get those photos it's just like (laughs) you're just almost just paying for a vacation which is pretty sweet that's really the purest form of like like it's the purest form of like crypto perfection right i think you're (laughs) the purest form of crypto perfection but Look here, Bo. Whoa, 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 whoa. Look here, Bo. Everyone knows that the purest form of crypto information is uh, roughly around this time, you know, 1 a.m. when King Wobby is on a space about to sing. And, um, you know, I'll just drop some alpha. I will note, Wobby, you tend to go into this route. You tend to go into this mindset like anytime there's a woman in the room. I'm not sure why that is. Dude, but what if she doesn't identify as a woman? She could identify as an OG, you know, ogreette. We're all ogres, dude. What the um, fuck are you talking about? She's just a girl. Um, yeah, we like like, I've said that like so many times. Like, I'm, what do you what do you identify as? I don't know what you identify as. What, you I identify as a girl. <laughs> what what you are your pronouns? Is your mother a woman, uh, Wabi? 
Um, look here, Bo. Uh, do you, you wait? Know. Do you st- do you? St- <laughs> is your mother still around? Is she like? I don't want to be disrespectful, but like, is she around? Look here, Bo. I need uh, to get no. her on the phone. If you can, like, you can give her a call and like put okay. us through. Like, I need to talk to your mom. Yeah. Yeah, we have some serious questions for her. Well, the serious question is, um, you know, the purest form of information, and it's it's my belief that Aptos is going to outperform Solana. All the Solana devs have moved over to Aptos. A P T O S. This uh, is a Wab- game Wabi, Wabi. Um, yeah. Did your mother yeah. drop you? Did she <laughs> drop you on your head? Uh, no. Wabi, I can still hear myself like echoing. Please turn off the shower. Or mute, your, mute yourself. Thank you. That's extremely rude. M- Milo's been waiting a bit. Milo the Ram. Uh, go ahead, Milo. Uh, be, be careful, though. Addy might make a Birkin bag out of you. <laughs> oh, no, that's okay. I just want to thank you guys here for... I've been working on a critical project here and I've just been listening to spaces. So I'm going to be done this uh, kind of rotation. I'll be heading home and going hunting. But I just wanted to thank you guys. You've been pretty entertaining there but it's hunting season now so i'll be off to uh kill my yearly quota of animals to fill the freezer and uh, buy some more lunk but that's <laughs> all it is good luck to sorry to, thanks for the Milo, sorry to interrupt you brother um whereabouts in canada are you i i'm in canada in the north of canada <laughs> <laughs> Just curious. I live in Canada. Well, we, we we brought this up later. Like when I listen to myself speak, I think I'm completely normal and speak uh, complete normal English. But that's uh, no, obviously you're definitely that I have a deep that I have some deep accent that I can't pick up on my own. So, I mean, I just looked on your page and saw it. So enjoy. Oh, are, you, are you from uh, Milo? Are you from north of Calgary? Yeah. Did you uh, got my IP? Which town? I'm Red Deer. Oh, I don't know where Red Deer is. Um, where did you come here? Have you come here for surgeries? Uh, to Canada? Yeah. No, uh, I'm a doctor. I can get whatever I want for free. No, like to come and no, do. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, make sure that doctor stuff to Canada um, for free. If I wanted. If I wanted some Deanobol um, or some testosterone, could you provide that? Um, yeah, definitely. Fine. The last thing that Wabi needs is testosterone. Okay. Maybe some progestin, maybe some estrogen. Uh, you know, I'm no, not a gynecologist, but I know enough about the hormones to understand, like, we have an imbalance happening here. Uh, but Milo, uh, yeah, so you're from, like, up there in Canada. So you have to kind of, like, go on the hunt before the winter season, maybe put all your stuff in a cave or something and, like, you know get it ready for the yeah, winter exactly. yeah some old ice box yeah whatever whatever we don't freeze or can't freeze we salt and dry so that like, we're do you, prepared do you, go to, do you go to calgary very often uh every now and then i i it was a nice little town i liked it yeah where are My you way. at Safi? uh at the moment i am in the in texas area oh but yeah. I bounce around a lot, so it just depends. Yeah, no, that's good. Yeah, I travel quite a bit. Here. My little question for you, sir. Um, yeah, shoot. What type of animals do you hunt in Canada? Uh, elk will be the first. Elk, moose, deer, 
And then I'll be going later on. I'll be going for a bighorn sheep late season. That's dope. What kind of round do you use for that? Seven Somb. What type of round is that for? I've never heard Seven of Seven mil sword action mag. Hmm. With gunpowder. Uh, now, do you, collect, do you uh, fashion like <laughs> purses out of these things or? I like making I like making clothing and masks and stuff out of other animal skins. Yeah. Wait, Where's this going? Have skins? <laughs> no, I'm not. just joking. He's run he's running around like a little Bigfoot or some shit, right? Like scaring <laughs> all the little kids at Halloween. <laughs> yeah, well, um <laughs> Jerno, uh what's going on, man? Yeah, so I saw the title of the space, and I just wanted to know, did you guys convince her that it's not stupid? And how have you gone about convincing her that it's not stupid? Oh, you weren't here for a significant portion of this. She's actually pretty convinced. It's, Wabi has convinced her that we're all fucking retarded, that's for sure. Um, okay, she's pretty Wabi sure crypto is stupid now. There goes Wabi. Yeah, so, we're, so we is... pretty much, uh, yeah, yeah, she's not convinced. Yeah, that's maybe like the opposite effect of... Okay. You're not convinced, Addy? Okay, what if what if you no. think about it like this? It's secret okay. money that the government doesn't know about that you don't have to pay taxes on. I think like you and I what maybe have like different money. Di- different opinions on the government and also isn't crypto highly regulated just like like regular markets? I mean, it depends. I mean, it's not regulated. But it's paying, all, like, it's but you're paying taxes on everything that you make, aren't you? Yeah, the IRS tracks what you send out of Coinbase. So, yeah, you probably right. don't want to so play games. If you're cashing time. out of an exchange like Coinbase or Binance for fiat, like, oh, Vera's IRS. back. Hold up, hold up, guys. Vera's back. Little Vera, can you come back? Um, I really want to get some vacation pictures from you organized right so if you'll come back we can kind of like plan something out yeah please speak i i might want to um go in with you on this but in a different way hey vera i was just reading this this book that's come out a while ago it's called mastering bitcoin the first four chapters is non-technical afterwards it gets into cryptography and uh, software engineering but the first four chapters will break down just the core technology uh i think everyone should should at least read those first four chapters all right. We'll have. I think we should have a book club. Um, assuming well, any of you actually I read. I want to start a book club, but it's not probably going to be books that you guys would like. But what what books do you like? Yeah, actually, good I, question. What books do you like? I uh, am really big into Russian lit, so I read. Uh, you read my mind. Lit. I'm not going to fucking read that. Okay, but it's so good right so now I'm reading, no. well actually you know what right now i'm reading blood meridian so i think a lot mm, of that sounds like interesting that. what is what is that all about so it's by cormac mccarthy um it's it was in like 1985 i think it was published but um it was recommended to me by a guy and so i think like i'm just like using the line of logic that maybe other men would like it um and then what else am I reading? Um, Addy, what is that book about exactly? Um, uh, I'm not really that far into it. Let me, I, can, I can read, wait, which one? Blood Meridian? 
Yeah, like just I don't know what's like. Okay, do you want me to like top? read the the back? No, not at all. Yeah, or yeah, just the back. I'm like not. I I literally just got it yesterday, and I've been working and on spaces for most of that time. So I'm like a chapter in. So I can't really, but I could read the back, and it'll like tell you. No, yes, yeah. yes, that's what I said. Could you please read oh, the back? Okay, yeah. Hold on, let me grab it. We're going to have a little book reading. Little Everyone here is going to be expected to turn in a book report. Uh, you can DM me that report. And uh, I'll give you a couple of days. Don't cheat. You're not allowed to use, like, copy.ai or any other bullshit to, like, just make up some Can shit. I use Wolfram Alpha? Yeah, I'll know. If you just copy it from Wolfram and, like, make a little, like, like modify it in copy.ai, I'm going to know, right? Um, and the reason I'm going to know is because none of you know how to fucking read and write anyway, so it's going to be really, really uh, obvious that <laughs> you faked it. Sefi, do you know how to read and write? I bet. Do you have bad I handwriting? Do. I bet it's not great. Yeah, my handwriting has gone to absolute shit. Like, was it good to start with? I've, that seems unlikely. Well, I started out doing, like, calligraphy. Oh. Are you being yeah, so, so, yeah, so it went to absolute shit compared to that, yeah. Oh. That's kind yeah. of cool that you do calligraphy. So are yeah. you like writing prescriptions and killing people? Because, you know, that's that's an issue. Can well, you copy a script for me? It's literally all electronic <laughs> now. There's not even like paper oh. anymore. Yeah, really? Just... I get paper scripts sometimes. That's because your doctor is an idiot. <laughs> oh, I didn't mean like a prescription. I meant like an actual text from... Uh, never mind. Um. Does any, Would anyone still like me to read? The, it's super short. This. I'm yes, please. Like, actually, I want to hear. The blood meridian. Okay. Okay. Um, based on historical events that took place on the Texas-Mexico border in the 1850s, Blood Meridian is an epic novel that traces the fortunes of the kid, a 14-year-old Tennessean who stumbles into a nightmarish world in which the market for Indian scalps is thriving. Um, so not the typical book I would pick up, but... Um, I asked for a recommendation, and this is what uh, he gave me. So, you guys know uh, No Country for Old Men. Carm- Cormac McCarthy wrote that. Yeah, he did. He also wrote The Road. If anyone's um, yeah. read that, I've read both of those. I haven't read what you're reading right now, though. Well, this hmm. is his first, actually, I believe. But um, No Country for Old Men is great, and The Road is yeah. one of my favorites, actually. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah. So if anyone Barry wants to wants join to in reading that. Sorry. This actually sounds really, really good. No, Cormac McCarthy's great. His books are awesome. Yeah, he's he's a really good writer. I mean uh, he doesn't know grammar, but he's an interesting writer. I don't know. So guys, little, what, like, little Vera, what you do what you up to lately? Oh, well, um, I, I, first I was going to uh, just insert really quickly, I don't know how for you guys, anytime I choose a book, uh, what's really important to me, it's the amount of pictures in it. So at least 60% or more of uh, illustrations and pictures in pictures in my book. So that makes the reading much, much, much better. Have, have you tried, um, uh, Vera, have you tried that new um, sort of like uh, open AI project where it's an illustrator? You can just basically copy and paste your entire book into it and it'll illustrate the whole thing for you. I kid you not. It's like reading a children's book at that point. Like maybe Yeah, the that's, that's the level or... I wanna come up to for sure. Hundred percent. Yeah, you should try that out. It should it should be a lot of fun for you. 
No, but like, uh, mm -hmm. seriously, the book, the book I'm reading right, right now, um, I actually lately got a lot into um, researching and um, starting, so to speak, about the international trades and specifically between China and the United States. And I picked up this really cool, cool book. Um, title is China and the WTO. So that's what I'm going through right now. Oh, okay. Not enough pictures, though. I wish they had more pictures and illustrations. So what uh, what part of the world are you from? Well, I, I resigned in the United States, but I'm originally from Russia. Oh, okay, so you've infiltrated the country? Yeah, yes. That's awesome. At least you got in, right? Like, just... Yes, just before the start of the border, exactly. Yeah. Um, have you, like, did, um, like, uh, you know, let's get, like, like, to some details here. So, um, w w did the, like, were you indoctrinated in schools to, like, maybe do anything really nefarious? Like, maybe deliver poisons or something like that? Yes, um, I definitely went through a preparation camp as a, um, in my early age when they Jesus, taught us serious. numerous yeah. skills, uh, how to survive in, in the wild, as well as um, I seized as a first medical help as well. Um, you know, they taught us a lot and prepared us for this world. And yeah, I think I'm pretty, I can self-sustain myself. That's well, it's a, good, it's a good thing I'm on a VPN then, huh? Yep, that, that we can do that too. Yeah, it seems like every um, sort of like every movie about a Russian female is like it's just really um, terrifying. Yeah, it's like terrifying. Yeah, you terrify me, quite frankly, at this point, because of just the accent and everything. It's like, like, are you a terrifying person by nature? Well, uh, it depends on who you ask. Like, who should I ask? Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was part one of a two-part CFI space, Crypto Musings, recorded on Tuesday, September 6th, 2022. For Terraspaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. In the darkest of times, when the phoenix arises out of the ashes like some burned up papyrus, open the sarcophagus and release the virus. Got a lump in your throat like tonsillitis. When the flags go up like everyone is righteous, spending government checks sniffing up the white dust. The previous generation wants to be just like us. Fuck that shit, I'm trying to be like Mike was. Drop the bias and you might survive this. The mummy coming through to remind your highness. I might just buy up my own fucking island, build a little bunker then wait for the timer count down to zero day exploiting every exploit in your internet sex toys in emitting vibrations through the ether did you just come me either at the right time blindly following stars in the night sky part of me might ride away with the prize fight man versus everything else until the time's right unleash the kraken no wait that was crack fuck now everybody feeling all amped up fucking like bunnies to the national anthem ugly little shits eating up all our rhythm mishandling the captions who has the answer holding our attention for ransom fed up with all the red tape and the boring template like it matters
years if it's a blue or red state charged every month and we can't even cancel feeling distressed fuck it kill the damsel fuck gas yeah, spread it like we're on some undead shit and pass the bitch around like a meme from reddit in the beginning it was suggested that the mortality rate would be five percent and the numbers are so much higher we're not ready for the next epidemic and so if your oxygen level falls too low and it cannot be kept up with just what we call nasal cannulas or rebreathing oxygen masks, if you can't get enough oxygen from that, then they will intubate the, the patient. Ten spaces.